and we're live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching abo live you could be anywhere in the whole wide world which right with me and i definitely appreciate you for that thank you for joining there's quite a few topics on deck for tonight brexit is officially here the united kingdom is officially departed away from the european union it's been a long time coming what has it been like three years since they initially voted to leave? Now they finally have left. Shout out to them. I'm so glad, so happy for them. I guess the trillion dollar question would be who's gonna be next? Is it gonna be England? Not England, pardon me, they, they, they've left already. Is it gonna be France? Is it gonna be Italy? Is it gonna be Sweden, Germany? Who's gonna be next to actually leave the European Union? I don't know, but I think within my lifetime, the European Union will be no more. Also, did you guys see Rashida Tlaib booing Hillary Clinton at the Bernie Sanders rally or event, whatever that was in Iowa? Let's not forget the Iowa caucus. Those are on Monday, this Monday. We'll talk about those topics and more on tonight's episode of ABO Live. And I thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. You could be anywhere, but you're right here with me. And I most certainly appreciate you for that. But yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, Sue and Hillary. Also, what else we got? Of course, the Brexit thing. That's excellent. Um, There's a whole lot going on here. Sesame Street indoctrinating kids crazy let's see it's it's a lot i can get into i think i'm gonna just start with uh brexit right quick and then get my way on through all the topics i'm glad that this has finally happened you know i'm seeing just pure joy pure gliss gliss that's that's like glad bliss gliss i'm seeing so many positive reactions from people all over the internet's all over everywhere but of course i'm seeing a negative as well i saw one clip where the lady was like oh well where are the people of color here it looks kind of white matter of fact if i can find it right quick i'll pull it up and and, and this kind of clip kind of it's it, it kind of encapsulates what is happening with europe as a whole and why certain countries in europe want more sovereignty it's like look what you're talking about has no importance on what we're talking about over here Okay, the diversity and stuff like that. I mean, you can't force a thing to be. If it's not there, it's not there. It is what it is. All righty. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's, this this might be it right here. Let me see if I could pull it up right quick. All righty. Here we go. Now, that's kind of hard to hear. Let me see if I can fix that for you right quick. But you, you can see, I'm sorry, sorry for the curse words. I, I like you don't see that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just do this. Hold on. Now, let me go ahead and get that desktop audio tightened up for you. And then we can hear that a little bit better. If that'll work out for me, that'd be fantastic. Let me see, let's raise a raise it up a little bit 
There we go. Let's get some gain. Perfect. Crowds may see. And when you say fly, looking at the crowd, it is a very white crowd, may see. And when you say fly the flag, you know, to many, the whole Brexit debate has, has remained been about immigration. And it's, it's not um, been a welcoming view. So basically saying, you know, the crowd is really white. It's not really welcoming. Basically saying, hey, you guys have left the European Union. Why are you so racist? Why are you so anti-brown people? Why are you so overwhelmingly white? It's like, well, look, first of all, let's not lose sight of the fact that you are actually in the United Kingdom. This is Europe. Okay. This is Europe. So yes, there are a lot of white people there because Europe is where white people are from. Just like Africa, you, you, you won't go to Lagos, Nigeria and say, hey, where's the diversity? Where's why so many black people here? It's like you're in Africa. You're going to have blacks in Africa. And if you go to Shanghai, you're not going to be saying, oh, where's the diversity? Where's all the whites and the blacks and the Hispanics? It's like, ma'am, you're in China. OK, like you're going to have Chinese people here. Like that's just kind of how it is. But people just don't understand that if they don't understand the, the history of certain places, the culture of certain places, or who's been living there for thousands upon thousands of years. I just don't really understand. But this is part of the reason why people are leaving the European Union, because people like that, people that just want to impose on them things that are not there, that don't make any sense, just kind of ridiculous, but it is what it is. Yeah, but... <laughs> So I'm glad that they left the European Union. And aside from just the social stuff and the weird things that want to put on people, let's talk about the trade and all the, the red tape, the bureaucracy, uh, like simple stuff, being able to fish in your own water. Just the, the main thing was just the bureaucracy and red tape. Uh, many people would describe the European Union as the Fourth Reich because that's kind of what the that's kind of what was going on in Germany. You know, red tape and, you know, papers, all this and that, you know, it obstructing people from being able just to live their life in sovereignty. You're trying to go over here, take over that country, take over that country. It's the same kind of thing was going on in Germany, but just a little bit, just different, just upgraded and modern. So, yeah, I'm glad that the European Union is starting to fall apart now that UK is gone. And my thing is, why did it take so long to get out of the European Union? Like, what was the big, what was the holdup? What was the big deal? See, that right there kind of lets me know that it probably wasn't a good idea to be there to begin with. Simple as that. Move some my mic down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, see, now, Dar Darnell, London is a whole different place. Like, London is a whole different world in itself. And I think that the lady may have come from London or she may be based in London because London is like i think what is it like 40 percent non-european on the low end probably more than that it, it might be at this point majority non-european in london but that's just the city it's just like how new york city is compared to the entire new york state or la compared to the entire california or austin compared to the entire texas you see what i'm saying like you have a pocket of wokeness and then the rest of the country is not like that okay so and of course like you said the mayor of london is sadiq khan i think he's a uh, pakistani if i'm not mistaken if i'm wrong let me know in the comments but london is very quote-unquote diverse but where they were was way out what they call i think i think they might have been in durham 
that's like on the northeast of England. You're way, way out there. It's like 99% white. It's like, okay, you come from New York City as a reporter, right? You, you living in Brooklyn, Brownsville, not Brownsville. You living in, um, uh, 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 wait, what's, what's the neighborhood? Williamsburg, the, the hipster part of Brooklyn, not Brownsville in the hood, but you living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You got your, your, your little fanny pack, all kind of stuff on, and then you driving your Prius up to Albany or Buffalo talking about words of diversity. It's like, you know, not, not even Albany or Buffalo, like a small town in between New York and Buffalo. Just random small town on the side of the road talking about words of diversity. It's like, come on, this is a small town. People don't even really live here like that. I mean, what are we talking about? Yep. Okay. Kentucky Mama says, more minorities in London now, 46% Brits. Yeah. People are leaving London. London is becoming, L London is becoming the equivalent of New York City in the 80s when it was all kind of crime and violence. Even though there's no guns in UK, allegedly, you still have a, a higher crime rate or a higher murder rate at times in London than New York. How is that possible? And on a smaller country, on, on, on an island landmass that's easier to secure than a large continent with borders that have different countries that are able to just walk across into it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Northern Ireland. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Shadforth W says terrorism in Northern Ireland will come back. They were left out of the deal. So Northern Ireland was not able to leave the European Union. Is that what you're saying? How is that possible if they're part of UK? See, you got to break that down for me. Was it just England, Wales, Scotland? Like who left the European Union? Was it just England? And how can you leave as just one part of a country? It would be like if Texas seceded from um, a, a larger union of North America, but the United States say, stayed. I'm not sure how that works, but we'll talk about that. I'm sure you guys will let me know more about it. Uh, I've not heard about the Virginia governor attacking the First Amendment, but I would not be surprised if that's what's going on because you're talking about Ralph Northam. That's a crooked person, has been like that for a very long time. So whatever he does is of no surprise to me at all. It is what it is. Yeah, that like I didn't understand that about Northern Ireland. Somebody somebody uh, wrote that in the chat and I was reading it. Okay, so Northern Ireland is gone as well. I'm about to say because Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom. So if the United Kingdom left the European Union, how can Northern Ireland opt out of leaving when the country they're part of left? It doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad you guys were able to, you know, let me know what's going on. North Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales are all gone. Got it. All righty. Perfect. Yeah. Now, Ireland stayed exactly because Ireland is a is a um, a sovereign country. It's not part of the United Kingdom. Northern Ireland is different than Ireland. Right. Correct. Now, you could be talking about whoever said that about Northern Ireland. You could be talking about the Republic of Ireland in a Northern part. That's not part of Northern Ireland. You understand? Like you have West Virginia and Virginia. There's Western parts of Virginia that are not in West Virginia that are very close and kind of like very similar culturally, but they're not part of West Virginia. It's the same thing. Maybe with Ireland, you have Northern parts of Ireland that are not in Northern Ireland. 
You see? So, yeah, shout out to my man, uh, Bojo Boris Johnson, for getting her done. What was the holdup with, with Teresa May? Why couldn't she get that done? You know, you get Bojo in there, and then it seems like overnight he's able to have the European Union, you know, part ways with the United Kingdom. How did that happen so quickly when she couldn't get it done for like three years? What was the difference in between them as far as, like, I don't know what it, why does she need to quit in order for him to come in and get it done? This man's out front of his yard serving tea and whatnot, just having a jolly old time, and then he gets deals done. You know what? Some people would say that it means a woman can't really lead the country effectively. I'm not saying anything. I'm just putting it out there that it could be a, a, a thing. And that could be something that you might want to take notice of when you're talking about the election coming up in 2020. If they were to nominate a Pocahontas, she may do very badly and it might be kind of embarrassing. They're all going to lose on a Democratic side, let's be clear. But if you put Pocahontas up there or, you know, shaking bacon, uh, Klobuchar, it'd be like, what was that, Walter Mondale in 1984 when he got swept? I'm talking like 49 states to one. If you put Bernie up there, he gets swept as well because what people don't understand is that the world is not just the internets where people are like big time Bernie bros and most people are not in the far left. So when Bernie's out there talking about free this, free that, I'm raising your taxes, I don't care if you make 20,000 a year, I'm raising your taxes. People don't like that for real, for real. Your regular average everyday person, they don't like that. So he will not be very popular out there we talking about masses of people. He'll be popular in certain small little portions of the country, of course, but not overall with just regular everyday Americans. So he would get shellacked. Pocahontas would get shellacked. Everybody would get Joe Biden has the best chance of being able to put up a fight. He still lose, but it wouldn't be as bad as a Bernie Sanders being in there or a Pocahontas or even Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, Americans are not ready for that. Americans are not ready for a gay married man. I'm sorry. That's left, right, center. That's not even a, 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 a anti-LGBT thing. That's just reality of the situation. So, nah, they none of them have a chance. But if you put a Pocahontas in there, it'd be Walter Mondale all over again for sure. 1,000%. All righty. <laughs> no, Lil King, what's going on with you, boss? Shout out to Justin Miller, who says, if you were trapped in a room and forced to listen to 24 hours worth of insane ramblings of either AOC or Thunberg, which would you choose? No option of being Epstein to end the misery either. <laughs> That's a hilarious question. And thank you for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, AOC or Thunberg? Wow. It's like asking me, do I want to drink uh, poison or poison? I don't know which one I'm going to pick. It's not like it's the same thing. Uh, wow. How about, you know what? I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick AOC because her voice is more funny to listen to. I can just at least get some humor out of what she's saying. With Greta Thunberg, it's like, when I hear her talk, it's like the world's going to end, it's doom and gloom, the sky's going to fall, acid rain, ozone layer, all of that just going to burn me alive. You know, it's just kind of like a, 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 a child's voice in a horror film if the child were the narrator of the film. You understand what I'm saying? But AOC, on the other hand, I'm thinking Mickey Mouse, Goofy, just kind of a silly person. So I can laugh at 
the silliness of it and ignore the extremism that's behind it. But they both be really bad, you know. After that, I might need some, you know, some therapy and get myself back together. So <laughs> thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. 100%. Did it now. Okay. Now, I saw that I bought Mara Lago. I've been kind of watching it, but I didn't really hear a whole lot about it. So a Bernie girl storm Mara Lago. Is that what happened? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> that part would be funny, but the rest of it is like, man, you're talking about horror movie from the 1990s. I don't want it. But I did not see that it was a Bernie girl that stormed it. Now, when when you say storm, what does that mean? Because I heard it was a, a police chase or something. What's going on with that whole situation about Mar-a-Lago and some kind of person that got arrested, detained, or whatever the case may be? All righty. Let me see. Uh, I was I was wanting to read something right here. Oh, speaking about um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had it right here. Let me go see if I can find it again. Nah, I think I might have lost it there. But yeah, I'm picking AOC over um Greta Thunberg here for an extended period of time, for sure. But yeah, I don't know who who stormed into Mar-a-Lago, but I I like to hear it. And I think as the election grows nearer, you're gonna see a lot more stuff like that happen. Unfortunately. Now, the good news is that the security is going to be top notch. I mean, you can't just be some person running up on the property talking about, uh, you know, uh, climate change, all this, that. It's like, look, ma'am, sir, Zier, Zim, whatever you want to call yourself, I need you to get off the premises immediately. Matter of fact, I'll give you a hand. It'd be like um, Jazz from Fresh Prince, like, ah, thrown out in front of the door. That's pretty much how it's going to be. Secret Service do not play games. All of this right here will be missing if you try to run up on the president. And that's just pretty much how it goes. But what else we got? Oh, talking about Hillary, speaking about, uh, you know. Now, Rashida Tlaib booing Hillary Clinton was hilarious. This happened at a Bernie Sanders event. I'm not quite sure if Bernie was there. But it's a lady out there talking, and they get to a question about Hillary. And... As soon as she gets into it, the crowd starts to boo. And she's like, oh, no, nah, don't boo Hillary. We have class here. And then Rashida Tlaib says, no, nah, we're going to boo. Forget that. This and the third. And the reason why she was wanting to boo Hillary Clinton and did boo Hillary is because she said nobody likes Bernie. All right. So they, when I say they, I mean the people that run the Democratic Party now, that's the squad. You had three squad members there. You had Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and... Pramila Jayapal, I told you guys before that Pramila Jayapal is in the squad because it's an unofficial group, really. I mean, there's no, like, it's not like the CBC, the Congressional Black Caucus or anything like that, you know, or the Intelligence Committee in the House. It's not like an actual thing, but it is an actual thing. It's like having a gang in the neighborhood. You won't go down to the uh, city and get a license for your gang but everybody knows who's in the gang and Pramila Jayapal is most certainly part of the gang called the squad. A bunch of far leftist women, by the way, I don't think there's any men in the squad officially. There's some men behind the scenes. Of course, you know, you got your Instagram boyfriends, whoever AOC is with. Then you have, um, Ilhan Omar with the white man who's giving her that laundered money, that funnel money, that embezzled money, but that's a different story. And I digress. You got these guys that are behind them, you know, making things happen, getting money and whatnot. But the face of the squad are 
five women, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Pramila Jayapal, and Ayanna Presley. These are the squad. They're running the whole Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi has no no pull anymore. What I said in my video was that I think Nancy Pelosi wanted to get as close as possible to impeachment without actually doing impeachment to make Trump look as bad as possible without actually going and crossing the line. So she got right up against the line, put her whole party up against the line, but didn't want to cross it. She had just her arms out trying to act as a barrier so nobody would cross the line. And then here comes the squad just walking right over the line. Like, nope, impeachment right now. That's all we're dealing with this situation here, okay? And I think they may have delayed it for a couple of reasons. I'm seeing two different reasons why they delayed the end of the impeachment trial. Because if you don't know, the impeachment trial will be over Wednesday and it's going to be an acquittal. Okay. They, they're trying to delay it, all this, that, and the third. But it'll be Wednesday. It could have been yesterday or today. I'm speaking right now. But they delayed it. Now, a couple of reasons why this could be happening. First of all, you have the fact that the senators that are uh, engaging in this are out on the campaign trail in Iowa because the caucuses are on Monday. Okay. Now I'm not sure if they got to be in DC on Monday dealing with the trial or not, but if they have to be in DC, it could be to keep them there, but I think they're able to still go to Iowa and come back. There's also the issue of Bill Clinton now, back when Bill Clinton got impeached, he gave the State of the Union address while he was still being impeached. Trump gives his address on the 3rd, which would be Tuesday. So it's kind of a spite thing. They'll make him give the State of the Union address while he's still being impeached. So the whole narrative is, oh, the president currently being impeached, currently being investigated, gives the State of the Union address. It's like to try and taint what he's saying. You understand what I'm saying? So it could be kind of payback for that and also to embarrass the president. Other way it goes, it doesn't really matter because Trump's going to beat that case. And when he beats it, he's going to go out there in the campaign trail and talk about how he beat it and how the left tried to get him. They, they tried to hem him up, but it didn't quite work. And he's going to be out here still. He's going to get reelected and it's going to be an even bigger uh, landslide than it was the first time. It'd be hilarious to see him win the popular vote and the electoral college. That'd just be, oh my goodness, that'd be hilarious because all the states that want to see the electoral college go away, they want to do something else. What are they going to say now? Oh, it's the Russians hacking machines. Well, when you do exit polling, are you going to hack that too? At what point do you say, we don't have a good message for the entirety of a nation. We do not have good candidates and we suck at winning the presidency. At least... You know, you, you did in 2016 and you will in 2020 as well. And then my question would be, what are you going to do in 2024? Who's like floating around Congress or anywhere else that could run in 2024 and have any kind of success against anybody over on the right? The feel in 20, uh, 2016 for the right on the right was much stronger than anyone who was declared they wanted to run in this election cycle on the left. So, I mean, we have better people that can actually run. You may see, you know, 16, 24 years of Republican presidents. I mean, it's pretty much a wrap. 
I think their only hope is to try and bring in illegal aliens and make them be voters and also engage in voter fraud. That's why they don't want to have voter ID. They want to try to like pawn it off on us as black people talking about, oh, well, if you put voter ID laws, the black folks won't be able to go vote because they don't have IDs. That's their argument. Like that's legitimately their argument. They'll say, oh, well, like it was one judge, I think my North Carolina talking about, well, they sliced the thing up to try and really marginalize black people. It's like, look, we know how to go to the DMV. We know how to get licenses and ID cards. It's not that hard. Okay, people talking about what's going to cost too much. No, it doesn't. When I was in Virginia, when I was back in Virginia, you were able to get an ID card for free. If you wanted to go vote, whatever, you can get a free card. Carolina, same way. And if you couldn't get a card, how much is it going to cost? $10? And if you don't have an ID, how are you going to be able to get government benefits, welfare, EBT, WIC, food stamps, child support, all of that? How are you going to be able to get anything with no ID? And then a lot of black folks have been locked up. You got to have ID once you go through that situation as well. So, I mean, the the whole thing about voter ID being racist is just a marketing scheme for the Democrats to be able to not have that there. So they have an option of voter fraud available if they need it. When the polls ain't really going their way, they're not seeing things happen the way they want it to happen. They just go to plan B, voter fraud, and voila, they win. That's how it works. Yeah, immigrants are the new black vote. That's what they want. Not 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 just immigrants, but illegal aliens that they want to make become legal through amnesty. That's what they actually want. But I'm not a big fan at all. Devin Shryers says Arizona ten dollars for life. Talking about the ID card. Yeah, it's not an expensive thing. It's pretty uh, affordable to actually get an ID card, and it's not a difficult thing to get either. I mean, where I was living, you can go to the hood. A lot of times they're in their cities or they're close enough to a place where you can get an ID card from. It'd be a bus line straight from where they live to the DMV or wherever the ID cards are able to be procured. So it's not a hard thing to be able to get. It's just not. Not at all. So... Who do you guys think will run in 2024 on the Democratic side? If they don't put like, I think they may try to put like an AOC or somebody in there. Somebody that's popular and young and can get some of the people that are pretty young to come out and vote to turn them out to, to go do what they're going to do. I think that might be what happens because, you know, this old white man thing is not really working out too well. And some of the establishment, I mean, how long is Bernie going to be alive? All right. They, they wanted him in 2016. He was old then. He's been known for a long time. This man, 78 years old, had a heart attack. If he were to be elected, he'd be the first president to turn 80 years old in office. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. And he would turn 80 in his first year, way too old. So my question to anybody on the left would be, who are you going to run? It can't be these old people i heard joe biden say I'm, I, and i'm not lying i'm dead serious he said that um my vice president i would want to be somebody that can actually do the job because i'm an old guy and then it started laughing in the audience he was like no i'm serious like i'm an old guy so my vice president needs to be able to do the job meaning if i just can't make it if i don't make it then 
I need the person I put as a vice president to take over and become the president. He said that on the campaign trail on TV. He, people kind of like ignore it like it's not really a big thing. It's funny how Joe Biden says things and they get ignored. Like things that would be totally big time red flags for a person on the right totally get ignored when Joe Biden says it. Just like the whole thing with uh, Ukraine. Oh, I told the guy he was going to get fired. If he didn't get fired, then he wouldn't get the money. That totally gets ignored while Trump is accused of saying a thing similar to that with no evidence and then he gets impeached for it. You know, it's it's really ridiculous, but it is what it is. <laughs> Hunter Biden, that'd be hilarious. Hey, the campaign ads against Hunter Biden would be just too easy. If Hunter Biden were to run in 2024, I mean, look, you got, you, you over here smoking crack, you got prostitute babies all over the place. I mean, you just a, a big time mess, sir. Don't try to become the president. Don't try to become dog catcher. Go work at Publix or something like that and make a living for you. Like, matter of fact, just don't get involved in public eye. Fade away like nobody ever knew you were to begin with. That might be your best option for sure. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's not going to be able to get it done. Ayanna Presley. Yeah, Ayanna Presley could be somebody that uh would run. Now, it would not be with a third party because... Third parties don't win in the United States, not on a national election, local elections. Yes, but not nationally, because most people are not going to be able to really know the difference between Democrat and Republican. That's just not really people that vote for the president. The majority of them might just vote for the president and they're not really into politics like that. So a third party has no has no chance of being able to succeed when you're talking about um national politics it just ain't gonna work <laughs> AOC a supermodel AOC I don't know about that one AOC is a a, a normal looking Puerto Rican woman if you go to Ponce <laughs> you go to San Juan you will see AOC everywhere you, you will see a girl looking like AOC working in the cashier behind like you will see her being a bartender in Puerto Rico matter of fact I'll digress. The point is that AOC and people like uh, who else? Tulsi Gabbard are just okay looking. They're above average politicians, but they're not. We, we put them into the world as regular people. They're not really standing out. They don't really stand out too much at all. <laughs> yeah. AOC is like an average looking woman in Puerto Rico. 100%. I was watching a documentary and it was girls looking like 10 times better than her working in the DMV. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not even, it's just, no. It is what it is. Yeah, now, yeah, the VP could be 35 years old. That's right. So, my okay, my question would be this. Who's going to be the nominee on the Democratic side and who will be the running mate? I think it's going to be Joe Biden. And he may try to pick, um, who's the woman that was in the race? He may try to pick... Stacey Abrams. Yeah, he may try to pick Stacey Abrams. Now that would be, that's going to be so hilarious to see them, see them out on the campaign show together. Oh my goodness, that's going to be, man, that's going to be crazy to see that on the campaign trail. So many jokes, so much material. Is, 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 she, is she your home health nurse? What's going on here, sir? 
Oh man, the jokes are gonna flow. Okay, Mark Pascal. You talking about for governor of Virginia? Hey, I say go for it, man. You know, either way it goes in Virginia, the current governor cannot run again because you cannot run back to back in Virginia. So it's open. Well, as open as it can be in Virginia, knowing how they do, but that's a different story. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, so it, it might be Stacy and Joe. That'd be a crazy team. Ansel says AOC looks beautiful because Nancy Pelosi is facing the Democratic Party. Right. When you put AOC next to Nancy Pelosi, she looks like Melania Trump. But when you put her next to a regular Puerto Rican woman, she looks like a regular Puerto Rican woman. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Now, do you think anybody that's running right now who is still in the race could become a VP pick? What if Joe Biden picks like a Pete Booty gig or something like that? Could that happen? Hey, you never know. That'd be hilarious too. Hey, uh, who is that? Beautiful music. Call into the show and we could talk. Whatever you want to talk about. I'm, I'm going to take calls in about a half hour. So if you're still here, call into the show. We could talk. Now, Michelle Obama would be a good VP pick, but not for Joe. She'd be a good VP pick for Oprah, but they, but they're not going to be able to win, and they know that, so it, it makes no sense for her to actually even get out there and do anything. Not at all. So, she's not going to run. Hillary is not going to run. I think everybody that could run is out there right now in Iowa campaigning. And the... VP pick could be anybody, just a random person. You never know, like uh, how John McCain picked Sarah Palin. It could be anybody. Who knows? Pocahontas for the VP. I think Pocahontas could be a good VP pick. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, somebody said it right there. Two Feathers says Pocahontas will pick Hillary. Oh, see? Uh, you, you, that's, that's it's using your brain right there. She could be a VP pick. For her, it would be a good move because she doesn't have to be out there on the campaign trail really heavy as much as the president would be or, you know, the, the, um, the nominee would be. She would just do little spots here and there and just kind of play the, the back role. At the same time, she would appear in important situations where it's needed to be known that she is going to be the VP pick. So that, that could happen, but at the same time, even as a VP pick without having to be on the front line, she would still be on the campaign trail and it might still be weakening that burn where she's getting kind of just Geppetto throughout the whole situation. So that may not necessarily be a, a good pick for a Democratic Party or a good move for Hillary, but it could be. <laughs> Mitch Connor says, and then Hillary will Epstein Pocahontas hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, that's right, Steve Cuts. Michelle Obama is above VP in her mind. The only way Michelle Obama would become vice president is if Oprah was to be the president. Or how can I rephrase? Not become the vice president, but become the vice presidential pick for the Democratic nominee, which would be Oprah in that scenario. 
but we'll see what's going on. We'll definitely see. And thank y'all for being here. I definitely appreciate you. Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We'll get to the calls in about 20 minutes or so. I thank y'all for being here. I did promise you guys I'm going to put this on uh, audio streaming platforms. I'm going to try to get that done ASAP. Hopefully, I'll have maybe the next, the last two or three episodes up on Monday. And I'll post a link or something somewhere, like social media, may even do a video about it so you'll be able to see it 100%. That's so if you have, uh, you know, bandwidth caps or you can't watch videos wherever you are, you're still able to hear the audio. So that might be what happens. Yep. And let's see here. <laughs> now, Michelle Obama is just masculine. Just, just really masculine, and that might be Barack Obama's type. Just the, you know, the big shoulders. Just, you know, just strong woman. That, that might be his type. Who knows? All right. Well, now what else we got going on here? There's a whole lot happening. I wrote, I wrote a lot in the description. Let me see if I can see it right quick. Oh, Sesame Street. I almost forgot about Sesame Street. Now, did you guys see Billy Porter in a dress? in front of the Sesame Street door. And if you didn't see it, I'm gonna put it up right here. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm gonna put it up right here so you guys can see what's going on. So this is the Sesame Street door. Okay. And the caption here says, Billy Porter bringing those fierce vibes to the Sesame Street, hashtag scene 51. Now, how was this? Something that you should be showing children. Let's pause for a moment. I'm not saying that he can't wear his tux dress at all. If he wants to put on a tux dress, that's his business. I don't care. But don't do that in front of kids. You're confusing little kids. Kids that are watching this, it's, it's a children's show, Sesame Street. They're, they're learning how to read and write. They're learning really basic things that they need to have all throughout their life okay there are they're a blank slate and they're being impressed upon every day they're learning about how boys and girls are different they don't quite understand everything yet when it comes to that so the most they might know is mommy has on the dress daddy has on you know like how i'm dressed you know male male clothing they're starting to get that concept but then you put this out there to them a man wearing a touch dress. It's like, what is going on here? It's going to create a lot of confusion. Mommy, can I put on a dress? No, you can't, son. Daddy, can I put on a dress? Now it's, it's going to make a lot of... It's like you're trying to convince kids to be gay or convince kids to be confused. So I'm not a fan. And Sesame Street... But you know what? This This is just... How can I say? This is just one more example of Sesame Street doing things like this. Back in 2017, they had all the characters lined up in the order of a rainbow flag, a gay flag. Okay, that's going on. Like I said, if you got adults doing this, that's their business. I'm not into that lifestyle, but that's your business. I can't go into your house and tell you, hey, don't be gay. That's your business. It's your prerogative. But don't try to indoctrinate kids, little kids. Okay, 
We're talking about college. Like, okay, if this dude were to be in college, I would still say, all right, sir, you need to tighten up, put on some regular stuff because you're still not really all the way there yet. That's just me. That's just my opinion. But little kids, totally off limits. So if you still watch Sesame Street, please don't let your kids be in front of it unattended. As a matter of fact, like I said in my video, watch the entire show and, and record it before your kids watch it so you know what's in it. Or to make it easier, just don't watch it at all. Just do something else to try and educate your kids about basic things. We're talking about A, B, C, one, two, three, the count, one, I, 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 I don't need this dude in the tux dress confusing the kids. It's just not right. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide all of that because Billy Porter out here what is what is Jimmy Johnson in a tuxedo dress? It's not a good thing. Oh, it's going to be heavy tomorrow in the big game, the commercials. It's going to be a drag queen commercial, but I heard there's not going to be a pro-life commercial. Very interesting. Now, the NFL, the NFL is scrambling because they, they're trying not to lose money. They, they're trying to appease some of the woke crowd. But the problem is that there's a, a, a convergence of different people that don't even really exist necessarily and i'm gonna explain you have the people that watch the nfl the regular everyday folks the conservative people mostly men conservative men mostly that watch the nfl you know beer drinking hanging out whatever that's your primary base in the nfl okay now you're trying to appease the woke folks that don't know what a football is they might think football is soccer you understand what i'm saying people that don't know anything about the sport they don't watch you're trying to appease them but really what it is you're not trying to appease them you're trying to appease these big companies that have a lot of money and influence that are trying to damage you and the funny part about this whole thing is that it's all about money at the end of the day it's not about really trying to appease certain it's all about money jay-z remember him he's talking about oh well we're boycotting the nfl colin kaepernick is that in the third we want to you know i stand with cap until they get a job, I'm boycotting. And then the next year, like six months later, he inks a deal worth millions with the NFL. You know, so when that money came into it, he's like, well, hey, man, I got to get this money. Okay. Then it was, oh, he's just he's just playing and we just getting money. He don't care. He's just working. But he was going to be at the halftime show performing. So how does that work? So when Travis Scott went in to do the NFL halftime show, you tried to get in and intervene, talking about don't do it. Uh, it's a bad look for your career. Uh, we, we're still standing there with Cap. Same thing with Rihanna, all this, that, and the third. But here you are, sir. You were going to be on the stage performing. And the only reason why you're not performing is because when the NFL said, hey, bring some friends with you. It's like, nah, I can't do that. I can't, I can't get everybody on my team. Probably because you didn't want to even tell anybody that you were doing it until you actually did it. And then at that point, hey, you got your money already. So what? I got my money. I'm, I'm stacking millions. What you going to do about it? It's all about money. This guy on the screen was the biggest NFL hater at one point. He had on a Kaepernick jersey on SNL, fists in the air, all this, that, and the third. Now you want to – now although you're getting paid to do the halftime shows – during regular season games, you wanted to go out there and do the halftime show yourself. And you only backed out because they had some stipulations you weren't really with. It was a contract dispute, which you wanted to do it. That's hilarious. But hey, it, it just goes to show that it's all about money. It's not really about anything else at all. 
money talks BS walks, but it is what it is. So shout out to Jay-Z for uh, attempting to do the halftime show at the NFL. I'm sure he will do it at a certain point in time. Not just not this year, maybe next year or something else. Who knows? <laughs> but the whole point to um, bringing that up was talking about the hypocrisy of the left. You know, they, they, they're so woke and, um, you know, forward thinking and progressive when it benefits them. And when it does not benefit them, they just change their tune instantly. Drop off a dime. They don't care. They, they, they don't care. Uh, this whole climate change thing, they talk about it when it comes to the U.S. and the U.K. and France and Germany and Italy, but not about China and India. Oh, they're poor over there. They're oppressed, but they can emit all the carbon in the world, and that's fine. Okay? You're talking about minimum wage over here being a bad thing because it's too low and you got to pay a fair wage. Meanwhile, the phone that you have in your pocket, your iPhone, get made by uh, people that's getting paid next to nothing in China in a factory where they live and sleep and all that at, you know, and the, you got factories that are so bad in China, they got suicide nets out of their windows so they don't jump out the window and kill themselves in between they shift. You see what I'm saying? But that's fine because, hey, you got your phone, you got your latte, all this, that, and the third, that's cool, but when it comes to America, it's a different standard. If you're going to say something, just, you know, stand on it all the time, not just occasionally. It is what it is. You know, I'm of the mind that there should be no minimum wage and you can just negotiate for whatever you want. The U.S. is not China. We're not going to be living in, you know, sweatshops and stuff like that. We're not that desperate here because there's so much money and infrastructure opportunity here. We're not going to be in a situation to be in sweatshops. It just ain't that's not the case here in the free world. Not even in jail do you have sweatshops, not like in China, which is crazy. 8,000 bucks on average per Super Bowl ticket. Wow. Crazy. That's, 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 that's a lot of money. Oh yeah. That, that's a good point. Um, Elizabeth Miller, Jay-Z does not want to face all the Trump supporters who will go nuts over the Trump $10 million spot. Yeah. 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 Now I'd have been hearing about that for sure. I want to, have I seen that commercial? I might have seen it. I'm going to go try to find it after I get done. Matter of fact, let me just try to find it right now and see if I can play it. But yeah, one thing that Trump does, like I come from like a marketing kind of background when I was, a, you know, back in the day and I did my graphic design thing. I will always be in rooms talking to people. And then I started just to do marketing, consulting and stuff like that. And I admire Trump's ability to market himself for a low amount of money. That's brilliant. See, people like Hillary Clinton and others, they'll just hemorrhage money, giving it to the same old people that have been getting the money for a long time. They say they're doing things, but they don't really have very good results to show for the money that they get. Trump spends half of Hillary Clinton's money in 2016, much of it his own money, and was able to win due to fantastic marketing strategies, not just spending money but very effective ways of spending money very efficient in his money spending i'm a big fan of him when it comes to the marketing so let me try to find a super Bowl commercial right quick okay let me see all right let's see if this is it right here america oh I, I have seen this yeah i have seen this okay let's put it on the screen so you guys can see it let me make sure that my audio and everything's good over here let's turn that down we don't need that right now and let's put it up and see if I can get it over here. Now, 
they should show it in the opening, like right when it starts, right at the coin flip. I want this to be in the <laughs> right before you hit the coin flip. I want I want them to see this. Let's check it out right quick. America demanded change. Donald Trump wins the presidency. And change is what we got. Under President Trump, America is stronger, safer, and more prosperous than ever before. Best wage growth I think we've seen in almost a decade. Unemployment rate sinking to a 49-year low. Unemployment for African Americans it fell to a new low. Unemployment for Hispanics hit an all-time record low. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Perfect. The president's in. Perfect. 100% perfect. I mean, loving the imagery, loving the message. Nice and nice and short to the, you know, nice and clean. You know, real diverse and the people that they show on screen. You got workers, you got moms, dads. I, I like it a lot. You know, talking about jobs. I'm with it. Perfect. So imagine that commercial coming on and then you have Jay-Z come out and perform. That'd be hilarious. Hilarious. But you know, the funny part is that Jay-Z cannot escape Trump or us as conservatives. So if he's trying to run away from us, he can't really run too far because we're not going to go anywhere and we're growing in number. But it is what it is. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. Please like the video if you have not done so thus far. I'd appreciate it. And also... To shift right quick, we have a Wuhan virus update. I think there have been, what, about seven to nine cases in the U.S. confirmed. And they're saying that there could be like 1,200 officially infected, but there could be many more. I'm seeing numbers all over. I'm seeing 1,200. I'm seeing 44,000, 60,000. Who knows? The area where the outbreak happened is as big as New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, Miami combined. Like it's a lot of people, 50 million people in in the in the greater area. Not just Wuhan and Hong Kong, but the greater area that's under lockdown or observation, whatever they want to call it. 50 million people, a lot of people in one particular area. Yes, like the video. That's right, Brian Anderson. Like the video and subscribe. If you're not subscribed already, please do so. That'll help me out a lot. We got 860 in the building. Okay. Thank y'all for joining. I definitely appreciate you. 100%. And, yo, China's doing some crazy things. I'm hearing about them people getting locked up in their houses. Like, if you are suspected of potentially having the virus, like, they locked you in your home. I think that's what happened. I mean, China, they don't, they don't care nothing about fire hazards or safety or anything they just don't care at all if i could find that right quick i'll put it on the screen let me see let me see if it'll come up i got a lot of things here that is hold on let me see let me see let me see but yeah the whole thing in in china is crazy now they're talking about suspending all flights to china from the U.S., but it won't start until I think February 6th. I'm saying, hey, let's go. Let's get that, let's get that going right now, you know, because time's a wasting. They're talking about it's a deadly outbreak happening right now. We don't have time to be trying to talk about, oh, let's delay it and let's get all the things. Stop it right now. If you got any planes in the sky, let them land. Let everybody get off. But then after that, let's just go ahead and shut it down right now. And to speak about people that came back to the U.S., they had evacuated 200 people from the U.S that were in Wuhan back to the U.S., you understand? So Americans over in China have been evacuated. 
and they brought him to Anchorage, Alaska. Now they're going to be up there for a month. So I was kind of worried about that. Like, okay, they're going to bring him back here. Like what's going on, but they will be in, um, Anchorage for a month. Like, like kind of like quarantine, they're going to supervise them and see what's going on with their vitals and all that kind of good stuff. So it's not going to be a situation where they're just out in the wild doing whatever they want to do. That's not the case at all. Okay. And hopefully that remains to be the case because I don't want them to really just kind of get out of control. So two airlines shutting down now. Okay, good. I mean, a bioweapon, it could be a bioweapon. If it's revealed to be that, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It, it makes sense. I'm hearing that they're talking about um, there's a facility right there in Wuhan that deals with pathogens like this. So I would not be surprised if it were a bioweapon they, they did a trial run on. But I don't have the evidence to say that's the case. All I know right now is that it's an outbreak happening and I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it at all. <laughs> nah. No, no Americans need to get that because I, I don't want one person to come over here, start coughing, sneezing, this, that, and the third, and then I got to get it all in my nose and my eyes. I'm good. I do not want that at all. Playground of Sound says AOC, ABL 2024. <laughs> uh, well, versus AOC, not with her as a running mate. Not at all. I'm good, money. Paul 48 says, Red, where all three airlines who fly will cancel their flights in Australia, Qantas will cancel. Very good. The campaign ad, um, if you just search for it, it'll be on Google, but I'll put a link right now in the chat box so you're able to just get to it right now. That should be it right there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're spraying the planes, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I saw them spraying planes, but my question is this. Okay, they don't know really what it is. I mean, they understand what it is, kind of. They, not, they know that it's part of the coronavirus family. But if you don't know what it is really, then what are you spraying? Like, I don't understand. Like, is it is it going to just kill it? Like, what, it, what are you actually spraying? That's, that's what I want to know. If you don't really know what it is, what are you spraying? How do you know how to actually eliminate it from the air or from surfaces if you don't know what it is in, in, a, in a true sense? But I'll digress. Yes, no bat soup. I don't want no bat soup. I don't want no bat, no rat, no cat, no dog. I'm good. Give me some regular good old chicken and I don't want to eat a chicken live. I saw a video of a guy eating a rat. I'm talking about a full rat. It might have been the size of a small cat. This man ate it like alive with fur and teeth is like sir what are you doing like don't you know how the plague started it started with a rat from china you know like what are you doing but that's what's happening right now so some are saying it's a bio weapon uh it's a trial run maybe if you're eating bats and rats and cats and dogs and hogs and snakes and everything else up under the sun that you just created this illness by spreading a disease in certain animals to human beings Maybe that's what's happening, but hey, what do I know? Thank you to Zach Wild who says, been watching you for a while. You do good work, brother. Better throw some money at you. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Most certainly appreciate that. You saw that, real Alex, though? That was crazy. 
it was like, sir, you have a whole plate of live rats. Like, what are you thinking about? Stop. And it's like, not even cooked. Like, what are we doing? I'm good. Yeah, now, so I saw somebody post a thing where it was some people, it might have been on a train, holding their, their face like this because it was lady from China right across from them. Oh, it's racist, it's racist. It's like, look, man, I don't know what's going on. We talk, we're talking about 28 days later. I'm seeing videos from China talking about, oh, this man just passed away on the side of the road. He threw up blood, he started shaking. It's like, all right, man. I, I don't want I don't want no parts of that, so don't take no offense to it. I'm not trying to be racist or nothing, but I'm trying to preserve my life. I don't want to become a biter running through the subway in New York City just randomly biting people because I'm a, I'm a zombie now. You understand? So I'm going to keep my humanity and not be on the ground and reanimate 10 days later as a zombie. You did what I'm saying? Or, or, or runner or biter, whatever they want to call them. I don't want to be that. So if I cover my face because you're Chinese... You got to deal with it. Just get, just grow thick skin. <laughs> them, them bats got thick skin. You don't got a problem eating that. So you need thick skin as well. How about that? Let's just have that be the case. Uh, psh, you know, I, I don't like weird food. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I'm a routine guy. I'm a simple guy. I don't like weird food. Give me some, like if I go to a restaurant and I don't know anything about it, chicken tenders. I don't care. I have on a suit. Yes, I have on a suit. So what? Chicken tenders. How about that? So I can eat a thing I know. You know, when they had Trump on the plane, like early in his presidency or when he was running, they were showing them with McDonald's and stuff like that. And they were like, sir, why are you eating that? He's like, well, I know what's in it. I'm not, not going to eat a thing. I don't know what's in it or what's really going on. I know if I go here, they're going to prepare it like straight from the package and not try to add nothing really. I know what I'm eating rather than going to a place I don't know. And then I'm eating just random rat, cat, dog. I'm good. It is what it is. But thank you all for being here. Please like the video if you like what you're hearing so far. Share the video as well. Do all that good stuff for me. It helps me out tremendously. Yeah, shout out to J.O.P. We're talking about Jesse Lee Peterson in the chat. Shout out to him. Good dude. I met him in um, Nashville, Politicon last year. He looks the exact same as he does in his videos. He has that old uncle vibe. He has a vibe of an uncle that can just beat you up. You ever seen an old man beat up a young man? He has that kind of energy to him. Like if you were to step to him, he puts you in a headlock, do something, some kind of old school move, and you'd be on the ground choked out. He has that kind of energy. But super nice guy, really down to earth and a real person, a real man. Hey, if you want to eat dog, that's fine, but I'll pass. You know, I'll just be like, no, thank you, sir. I, I don't want the dog. Give me the chicken. How about that? 304 have died already. A lot of people. That's a whole lot of people. It's crazy. So I don't want that to come over here to the United States. So if you Chinese and you coughing, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm going to cover my face because I don't want that. Or I'm, I'm going to leave the particular area where you're coughing at. <laughs> you say, you say your dad's like that, Don Love. Yeah, you know I know, I know a lot of uh, older guys like that. Michelle A says, "Did you see the professor saying that?" Uh, hold on, let me, let me just make sure my chat's stopping. Did you see the professor saying 
this had HIV inserted into the mutation. Also, Washington case used Ebola medication not approved by the FDA. Wow. No, I didn't hear that. So they put HIV into the coronavirus? Hey, hey, I don't know what's going on nowadays. It's crazy. I see so many things that nothing surprises me anymore. Airborne HIV is crazy. That's ridiculous. But, hey, it's 2020. Things happen. You got you got new diseases that come every day. That's just kind of where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, cats on no flights. So I don't want to have no no rat, cat, dog in my face on, on, on a flight. Lesbian, amazing. <laughs> no, I'm not ending the stream. I'm not. I'm, I'm just getting started, Kev. Chat uh, zero one oh. I'm just getting started, man. I'm getting into the calls in a few minutes. I've just been talking for a while. Thank you for joining me, man. I definitely appreciate you. We got about two hours left, man. So don't nobody hey get some cold to drink, good to eat, cause I ain't going nowhere. I'm just getting started. Just getting rocking and rolling right now. Okay. The WA used medicine that was made for Ebola. Wow. Yeah, I think I did see that. They use Ebola medicine. They using whatever. They using whatever. Let me see. James Hankey. Oh, he's talking about Hake. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh, Hake. He seems like a cool guy. Thank you to Zeranks who says the virus has HIV insertion is not inserted. What does it actually mean? I, I don't, pardon my ignorance. Like, what does it actually mean? HIV, ins oh, HIV properties that attack your white blood. Okay, I got it. So it has uh, characteristics of HIV. I see. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> how are you going to have airborne HIV? That's wild. Or anything that has HIV properties in it, airborne. You start coughing <clears throat> and you get HIV. That's ridiculous. That's what, that's what I'm saying, Sandra. It's not airborne, but you have an airborne pathogen that has properties of HIV in it. That's ridiculous. All right, let's get to the calls. You guys have been great. Thank you for... Join in. If you want to call into the show, please call 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let me start up Skype right quick. Hopefully, it wants to start up properly and not improper like it had been for the past few weeks, but let's see if you're going to get into it. All right, there we go. <laughs> That's right, Tim B. Hey, chicken fingers and pizza, I I'm good. I don't need nothing else. And throw in the occasional hamburger and I'm good money. That's all I need. I don't need too much. I'm a simple guy. Give me that and then I'm I'm good to go. I'm jet set. Let me see. Uh Rush Bot Apocalypse 2020 says, hate to mention, but people standing in Alaska who ate their sled dogs say dog meat is tasty and kind of sweet. <laughs> all right, man, whatever. You know. Hey, if you wanna if they say that, that's fine, but I'm good. All right, Colleen, online. I'm going to speak to you. 347. All right, Joshua, what's happening? Very much, absolutely. But you said the coronavirus has an, an HIV like type of like an airborne HIV virus. Well, what, what you're saying in the chat is that uh, the, the virus has properties of HIV in it. 
because it attacks your white blood cells. What the hell? That's what, what they're saying. Uh, um, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I want, I want to talk about um, Brexit that happened um, yesterday. Yes, it did. Huh? So yes, it did. Mm-hmm. It happened yesterday. It's official. They're no longer part of the EU. Um, and it feels good to... And it feels good because the what the EU is is basically like a a world a world government basically like the UN but smaller only in Europe. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the Fourth Reich. It's like a it's a way for countries that are sovereign to not become sovereign to just kind of stay away from you know it's not a good thing because you lose your sovereignty as a country. And what's the point of being a country that's sovereign if you lose it to the to the EU? Right. Exactly. Like, look what happened around the EU right now. France is still going, is having a, the Yellow Vest movement. Germany is is being Germany with the um, Chancellor. And Italy is going, I think, is going to be the next country to leave the EU. Italy. I'm, I've seen that. I mean, you all right, man? Because you can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't be doing too much coughing on the air because people can hear that. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, so uh, like, okay, but what you need to do is just kind of wrap it up here because the, the coughing is kind of. So, g- give me your next thing, and then you gotta, I gotta get to my next call. All right. Um. Oh. Um. Yeah. The the Hillary um Clinton booth that happened in no the Bernie and Sanders rally. You said what now? That's. On the booze that happened in the Bernie Sanders rally about. Oh, so you're talking about the booing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It shows that they're divided. I say this before I say it again the Democrat Party is divided. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. And, you know, like you got the squad, you got the AOC, Rashida Tlaib, and everybody else pulling the party all the way to the far left. And nobody can really do anything about it because these people are very powerful. They have the. The social media influence, they're all over TV, they're getting headlines left and right. They're very powerful in what they're doing. A lot of powerful backers as well. So they're pretty much ruling the Democratic Party right now, and it's dividing them. It's going to be funny to see how this plays out when it comes to the election time and also to the uh, primary voting to see who's going to be the nominee. It'll be very funny. Right. Right, absolutely. So anyway, now I'm going to talk to Leah I think I'm going to talk to you on Wednesday, next Wednesday, that is. So, peace out. I thank you for the call, man. Get well soon. All right. All right, talk to my man, Joshua. I wasn't trying to be mean, but if, you, if you're coughing or eating or something like that, please, you know, just call in another time where you're not doing that because I know you guys don't want to hear, you know what I mean? But shout out to my man, Joshua. He's a, he's a good caller. All right, let's get to the next call. 702, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yes, uh, good evening, Mr. Logan. All right, good evening. What's going on? Hi, I have three quick issues. Uh, I'll make them quick. First of all, um, about that transgender that's being released in Iowa, the child molester. Yes. How can anyone in America stand for something as vile as that? 
How can the parents, the legislature, even the federal government not get involved? Four and a half years for molesting 15 children, including one infant, is not only a sin against God and nature, but it's a sin against every human being in this country. That is a shame. And anyone who doesn't write their congressman, which I will do, and write the legislature, it has no conscience about this. That is disgusting, vile, and sickening. Secondly, hello? I'm here. I'm listening to you. Yes, I, I, okay. and I, and I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. I mean, how dare they even consider that? Secondly, I went into the DMV recently to register an out-of-state vehicle, and I had to show 10,000 titles and documents. And on top of that, I had to bring the, uh, the vehicle over to get a VIN number reading, all this bureaucracy. And yet, I have people that I know that work in the DMV in New York and California that are handing out illegal to illegal immigrants DMV licenses, driver's licenses, with documentation such as Honduran birth records that are forged through the teeth, and the DMV is absolutely fine with that. You can't even register a vehicle in this day and age without um, 10,000 pieces of paper, and yet somebody can crawl right over the border with no documentation whatsoever and get a real ID and fly away on the planes as much as they want. It's a mockery of what goes on. What happens to the bureaucracy when you have to register a vehicle versus an illegal alien? Thirdly, uh, uh, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it, it goes away. You could be over here with no kind of documentation, nothing really. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm from X, Y, and Z place. I don't really have uh, true paperwork, but here, take this. And all the red tape, all that just magically goes away. But you, as an American citizen, you got to go through all kind of red tape, jump through hoops, jump through fire, all kind of stuff to get the same thing that they're getting. It's not fair at all. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And the point is, is that you feel like a first-class sucker. You follow the laws your whole life. You pay your taxes. You do the right thing. You're not a child molester who's changing their gender. You're not an illegal alien crawling over. And yet you are the one that gets punished. When are the people going to wake up? It does not make sense. Thirdly, with this coronavirus, this is a perfect example of why you shouldn't allow illegal aliens across the border with open borders. You don't see one of these criminal politicians like AOC and Tlaib, you don't see them bringing any of those issues up. God help us if they open that border and everyone with a health issue crawls through. What are you going to do? They're going to run to their mansions and their Iceland mansions when an infection comes and we're going to be the ones that are dying that is ridiculous this coronavirus if nothing else if nothing else should teach us that we have to be strict with our health codes and violations because otherwise we're going to fall and and we're going to be uh it's going to be terrible it's like lettuce pickers they are not even verifying the health of people who are picking off vegetables in California now. And now romaine lettuce, other, other vegetables are always getting taken off the market because they're, they're, sick, they're, they're promoting diseases. God knows who's picking those vegetables and we're eating them. Enough is enough in this country. When are we going to learn? And I'll tell you something. The Democratic Party not only disgraced themselves this week and made themselves an ass, 
but it made Trump look like Superman whipping their asses time and time again. And that's all I have to say, Mr. Logan. I wish you, I wish you a good evening. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, shout out to the barista. Hey, that was a great call tonight. He cha- kind of changed his tune up a little bit. So shout out to my man for that call. But yeah, he's 100% correct. There have already been sick illegals coming across the border, not with the coronavirus. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they have. But there have been others that have come from like Mexico, uh, tuberculosis, syphilis, HIV, chicken pox, like, active, like actively sick coming across. No immunization, none of that type of stuff going on. So people like, I think, what was that, Bill de Blasio or somebody in New York talking about you can't be in certain spaces if you've not been immunized. I think I heard that about New York. You cannot be in certain places if you've not been immunized. But if you're coming across the border illegally, it's, it's no problem. You don't know where this person came from. They're a criminal. They could be a, a murderer, a rapist, disease-ridden. You have no idea what's going on because they're not here legally. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not just Hispanics coming across the border illegally. I think in one year, they caught 400,000 people at the border from 150 different countries. And recently, they caught a bunch of Chinese nationals in a boat, like in the, I think it was in like under, like like inside the boat. I think, what's that, the hull of the boat? They found them inside the boat, like, like a small boat. Might have been like eight, nine of them, like sardines in there, packed tight. There's a sign. I've said it before, but I'm gonna say it again. There's a rescue sign on the border. So if you're walking through the border, you're trying to come across illegally. You're in a desert. It's hot. You don't have anybody to protect you. Whatever. You about to die of dehydration. You can hit this button on the sign, and help will come to you. You'll be rescued. Give them some water, whatever the case may be. Now the button has a um a, a you know. The sign has instructions in three languages, Spanish, of course, English, and Mandarin. Why is a sign in the middle of the desert in Texas, Mexico, wherever, written in Mandarin? It's because the Chinese nationals are a very high illegal immigration group. When you see these massage parlors get raided, it's always a bunch of Chinese women. They don't speak no English. They got straight Chinese names. You have human trafficking going on. You have drug running going on. You got all of that stuff going on. And they're coming here illegally. You don't know how they got here. Who, you don't know what's going on. So the coronavirus could come. All kind of the plague. All of that could come into the country. And you won't even know. But let's get back to the next call. Let's go. 615, you don't line. Who am I speaking to? Holly from Nashville. Alrighty, Holly, what's going on? I just want to thank you for all of your red pill and truth bombs you've been putting out there for America. Thank you for all you've done. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for your support. Right. So uh, I've watched you since you only had a few subscribers, but I want to touch base on the corona thing, uh, the coronavirus. Um, I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of chemistry, and I've had. Uh, jobs in in the research uh field working in laboratories and working with dna and stuff like that and um and i've studied genetics and so i i've looked at every scholarly uh article that i can regarding the corona people were talking about it being like airborne aids and stuff like that 
So the, the, the thing with that is there's four insertion points when you talk about um, making a bioweapon. Uh, so on, on this particular molecule, there's four insertion points that resemble they resemble um, the same like gene family that you would see from HIV. So it's not like somebody just mi mixed the two of them up. Right. Um, so, so what I, I mean, this is kind of to dispel some people's fear is why I'm wanting to say this is everything about the whole way, you know, everything about it from, you know, the, I don't know if you know the researchers, the, the, the Chinese guys that were researching the coronavirus up in Vancouver, um, they got kicked out of a research lab in Vancouver. Yeah, um, I heard about that one. Yes. Okay. So, um, and then they they took it back to China. So that seems really, really suspect, right? Mm. Um, but the people that like studying the molecule, the mo the molecule is what I've been looking at, and it's not any more like the person who wrote the article saying that it was like somebody took a part of that part of uh, the AIDS molecule and that they and they they blended it with uh, the coronavirus, which is a virus that's been around for a long, long time. It has many, many strains. I just don't think that's accurate. Just, okay. Just from me looking at it, the what the way the guy who wrote that that article and it got banned on Twitter and it's been banned on all the social media sites. Uh, the way he approached studying it just wasn't accurate. Like the way he did it, he's basically like. Let's say uh, you have seven ingredients in one type of soup. So the way the way the guy looked at it was like, I see A, B, and C here, and I see A, B, and C there. Well, A, B, and C is in AIDS. Well, uh, A, B, and C is in a whole lot of things. It's in the it's in the bats, and it's it's in the it's it's in a lot of the rodents in China. So it's not any closer to an AIDS virus than it is to, to bats or or the rats in China. And so um, that article, I think, just scared a lot of people in America. I'm not saying China didn't do something bad with it, because when I – the first thing I thought was Trump has pretty much crushed China. I mean, he has crushed China to the point where they're signing deals that they would never, ever sign. And so being a communist regime, they don't care if their people die. The way they're handling this, you can see they don't care that their people die. And so – we're talking about a country that enforced abortion. It was against the law to have a second baby. And so I can see them allowing this to go on, but I'm just not going to let my mind go there because we can all go down rabbit holes. Yeah. And I, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just, I have to, I mean, I, I'm not saying that China's not doing bad stuff, but I'm just saying from, I researched it as hard as I could, and I can't. I do not see how. I do not see how that this is uh, like a. This is not at all like airborne AIDS. I can tell you that. Right. So that, that's pretty much all. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. Well, thank you. For, um, thank you for. This, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's just like man, it's gotten out of control on social media, because I mean. I had somebody call my phone today, say that they were ready to build a bunker in their backyard. No, oh, okay. So people are really kind of they, they're hearing this and they're getting afraid because the information they, is they not are. really being relayed properly, and they're they're taking it how they want to take it. 
Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you can look at it two ways. When you see tw- Twitter squash something, it's usually something that's true. Yeah. But on the other hand, if it's, if it's, I mean, if it's like a dangerous thing to be saying this. Right. So let's just let all the facts come out and then see what happens. I agree with you. We got, yeah, we got great researchers here in America, and uh, you know, let's just give it some time to see what happens. I'm, I'm not trying to uh, go to like San Francisco or hang out like in Atlanta airport or anything like that either, man. I'm right. I'm, I'm keeping it, re- keeping it real in Nashville, and I'm, I don't, I don't think I'll be going to eat, getting much uh, vegetables. No romaine lettuce for a while for me, but yeah, just um, just just hang, just hang out and be safe. Don't don't really be you know doing things that you know may be kind of dangerous. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but um, it's just it's it's so I, I I feel positive for everything that Trump is doing. I feel like we're gonna have a landslide, twenty twenty. Um, just you know we're gonna keep having meltdowns from people on the left that are, you know, out of their minds, and so. Uh, we're just going to keep on winning. I'm not tired of it. And uh, peace out. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. No problem. All right. Shout out to the caller. So that, that's some good info right there. See, I don't know too much about what's going on with the whole HIV, whatever. I'm just hearing it just right now in the chat. So that's some good info. But let's get to the next call. And that's going to be. All righty. Hey, what's happening online? I'm going to speak to. Hey, Anthony. What's up, man? It's Adam. I'm from Fort Worth. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, nothing much, man. Uh, I just want to run some things by you. So Trump got acquitted, right? Or is, is about to be. He He's about to be on Wednesday. Yeah. So he's basically done with that fight for the most part, right? It, it's over. It's, it's over because, oh. you know, the, the vote to call witnesses would have extended it a little bit longer, but that did not succeed. So the next step is to acquit him. They, they don't have anything yeah. else. So they're going to say, okay, it's over. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely good and uh, what we all expected. But uh, what I was wanting to pass by you is, um, you know, once once he's acquitted, um, that'll free him up to work on a lot of different things, I'm sure. Um, and one of the things that bothers me is, you know, back in 2016, one of his biggest campaign promises was drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp. Right, we're gonna lock up Hillary. We're gonna do all these things, and he's done a lot of great things, gotten a lot of his promises that he's made accomplished, and he's still working on a lot of them. And I'm really hoping that the drain the swamp is one of those things. But what do you think about kind of the lack of of uh, you know uh, assertiveness when it comes to the Republican Party going after these Democrats for what I uh, and I'm sure many of the viewers there essentially see as treason. You know, if, uh, if, if I if, if we go back into the 60s, I mean, even Kennedy's era, and we saw our, whether Democratic or Republican, representatives in Senate and Congress, members of the CIA, FBI, all in cahoots to overthrow a president, wouldn't they kind of prosecute that as a treasonous type of thing? I mean, in the... In an idealistic world, that would be what happens, but that's not where we live right now, unfortunately. I mean, I wanted, I, I would like for this, to see Why something is like that. Do you think? I, I mean, you, you got to understand the thing about government is that it's not just those that we elect every what uh, two years, four years, six years, or whatever. 
there's also government employees, staffers, lawyers, judges, all kind of people that are just in there. It's like the swamp. It's not like just politicians. It's a deep, deep yeah. swamp. I, th- I think there's like yeah. I think there's like two million permanent federal employees. So it's much deeper yeah. than what people think. So it's easier said than done. I, if it were me, you would have Hillary Clinton locked up and some more people. But like I said, much easier said than done. Yeah, like that's uh, that's the only thing that bothers me about the whole situation is you see Democrats willing to stand up and go through umpteen lengths of insanity to get their way and to get what they see as justice and the right way accomplished. But what bothers me is I don't see that same kind of assertiveness and 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 um, you know just inner constitution coming from the Republican Party. And I think I don't know if you're um, know that much about Tim Pool, but he's a he's a, a political YouTuber much like yourself, and um, he's a, he's a left leaning Democrat, and he was one of the first people on on YouTube to start bringing this fact up. Is that, and I think a lot of Americans have this issue: is what are we going to do about this this kind of behavior? And if we allow this to go through, and nobody gets prosecuted, nobody gets investigated, locked up. Um, what what kind of precedent is that going to set for the future? I mean, what if Democrats win again one day and Republicans decide, oh, we're going to impeach them, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to waste millions and millions of taxpayer dollars that could help a lot of people out there and a lot of you know situations out there, but uh, we're just going to – is this a new precedent for government and, and how people react when they don't like uh, somebody that gets elected or, you know, like – that's the only thing that bothers me that not a lot of people are talking about. And I just wanted to get your opinion on what you think should happen as a result of this impeachment thing. And, and a lot of the, the other things like the FBI investigating him, the, the CIA being involved in this on a certain level, like how do we fix this? You know, how do we go back to a standard of justice that, you know, is, is fair for everybody? Well, the, the best way to start in my opinion would be to, we, we got to kind of like peel back a little bit. We got to go back and zoom out, like uh, start with the new generation, the kids raised them properly because these kids are going to be in government. You understand? Some yeah. of them are going to be in government. They're going to be in government. They're going to be the ones that they're that the permanent government employees. They're going to be the ones that have a different idea about how to do things. They may, may be less likely to be leakers and liars and stuff like that. As far as just like the smaller ranks of the government, then People that are able to get involved politically should get involved politically. Uh, if not running for office, maybe help with somebody else that you like or contributing money or whatever it is, it's going to be kind of an all hands on deck thing. You got to infiltrate government on a low level to the high level, and you got to just look at things differently yourself. It's going to be a process. It ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be like, okay, we can come in here for one term and fix it. You're talking about years and years and years. This has been building up for a very long time, for decades and decades, if not hundreds of years. So it's going to take a longer, maybe not longer, but a long time to fix. But you got to just start now and look at the government as an entire entity and not just those that are in office with, you know, the, the name on the front of their door. Yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, I agree with you. I I just think that, you know, um, we, you know, conservatives, Republicans, we need to to not take this type of stuff lightly because it's going to set a new precedent in politics where, you know, it's not going to be good for anybody, whether you're a Democrat, Republican or not. 
these kind of shenanigans are not going to help. They're going to waste tons of taxpayer money. And, you know, when I just think back in the day, like if this happened during World War II or this happened in, I mean, even in Vietnam time era, you know, back in the 60s or something, I can imagine these people being tried for treason, you know. And if they're not executed, they're put under the jail where nobody sees them again. Yeah. You know, because basically what they've tried to do is is initiate a coup, a government overthrow of the of the president who was duly elected, you know, and that's a serious offense. That's not anything to joke around about because if we let if we allow this to happen, then we we might as well just allow our whole government and and bill of rights and constitution to just become unraveled, you know? And I don't know. It just that's the only thing. I don't see a lot of people talking about repercussions of this and how the Republicans are going to to remedy this kind of behavior or or how anybody's going to react to this yeah. as far as the punishment. You know, right. there's got to be some I, kind of punishment. I, I understand. You know, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but um, but it's you know, like I said, easier said than done. If there's a crime yeah. specifically that you can get somebody on, then get them on that. But I we don't just know. need to get you up there, man. That's what we need to do. We need to get Anthony Brian Logan in there. Yeah, hey. and, and, <laughs> and and get you a couple of get you a couple of forty uh, fives on on the side, <laughs> like Denzel and Training Day, and go up there and uh, you know start handling some business. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I, I thank you no, for the call. Man, I'm just I, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it too, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, now take care. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Do not be afraid to call. It's all good. Let me get to the next call. 240, you know, Lion, who am I speaking to? Oh, it's your boy, JB. What's up, brother? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Another day in it You know how we roll. Get to the money, right, brother? That's right. What uh, what I called in for? I don't want to call about, yeah. So these, tr- what's her name? Trishy? Tr- tr- I can't pronounce her. Rashida Talib. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't stand her. She, 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 her and the squad to get on my nerves. They, they can break all the laws in the world and get away with it. They get to laugh and make fun of people and just do stupid stuff to people all day, every day, and they get away with it. Isn't it sickening to you? Yeah. To me. No, I'm with you. And it, and it's also sickening how you have nothing on the man, but everybody in the world says they're just trying to make, they're trying to make an example out of him. How? If you have nothing on me. How you make an example out of me? That's all I want to know. <laughs> How? Exactly. And, 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 and people are buying to this lie that if you don't like somebody, you get the right to what? Persecute them. How? What, where they do that at? Where in the hell do they do that at? I mean, where the heck, did, where the heck do they do that? Where the heck do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to correct myself real quick. I had to correct myself. Sorry about that. I didn't try to get you uh, censored or nothing. Because they, they, they are coming for Mark Dyson. Oh, my God. Woof. They always spin his videos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you probably you probably will see more of that as you get close to the election time. They're gonna try to say mm-hmm. things are fake news. I'm seeing it happen on Facebook now. That's where it's really happening. That I'm seeing people getting memes censored. <laughs> it's like, wow, really? It's what we're doing. So, yeah, it, it's gonna get really uh, serious. But you know, we've got to keep on, keep on rocking. And at a certain point, I think some of these companies might have some action taken against them if they're censoring your particular point of view that that might be an issue oh yeah and that's what people that's the one thing people do not understand that when you play these dangerous games of how i want things to be yeah you only hurt yourself because guess what 
we spend money too. Oh, that's we right. Spend money too. That's right. And and, that, and that's that's a big thing people don't understand about life is that when you when you play these dangerous games and politics and you and you censor people's money and 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 all that kind of oh, it's very dangerous. It's very very dangerous. And and it's hurting the economy because guess what? You're you're segregating a, a portion of 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 of, of payers for money and everything. People don't understand that. And wouldn't you agree, Abiel, that uh, the way the, the 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 way things are the way things are breaking down is you you can't most businesses can't afford to lose Republicans or Democratic uh, 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 customers, but they do it just 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 to prove a point. Now I'm like with you. That restaurant's charging a, like that restaurant's charging a man tax. Remember when restaurant restaurant charging a man tax out there in uh, Toronto and in California? A, a, a man tax, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, I never saw that one. No, I, I do remember that, and then they went out of business, oh. right? You there? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. Have a nice one. All right, ABO. ABO, can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, I'm sorry, I lost reception there. But, uh, yeah, ABO, it's, it's crazy, man. It's so crazy. But, uh, I'm telling you this, uh, but, yeah, before I go, ABL, I just, I, I just got hit to the PC, man, and I think I'm in love. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way to go. I think it is. I, I, like, like, I think I might be done buying PS4s and Xbox Ones. The the new Xbox is going to be like a PC that. anyway. You think so? Yeah. It, oh, it'd wow. be the size of a PC, so you might as well get a PC. That's what I was thinking, too. And I was like, I was like and then, and then something, I use my Microsoft uh, Game Pass. I heard you use a Game Pass for it, too. Exactly. You could, you could you use it on PC. I was like, dang. Uh, so are you, are you getting a PS5? Oh yeah, I'm definitely getting that. I'm thinking about it too because you know the last of us comes out pretty soon, right? You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you have that it? one. Oh yeah, definitely. I gotta have it too. All right, ABL, I'm gonna let you go, brother man. Uh, hey, Trump 2020, bro. We gotta keep the faith, and we won a victory, a good victory this time. Go around with the impeachment thing. So it's, it's gaining, it's, it's, we're gaining momentum amongst everybody. So, hey, it's a good day. Absolutely. Have a nice one, everybody. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely Peace appreciate you. Juice. Peace. All right, all right now. All right, thanks to my man JB for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And you guys on the Jordan number, the call is 434-658-1220. All right, I had somebody right there, but I guess it didn't pick up. Let me try to get to my next call here. 267, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yo, hello. You're speaking to uh, Jared Sharber. All righty, man. What's going on? Yo, hello. Uh, I'm a big fan, bro. Uh... I'm a Pakistani. Um, uh, I'm in a Pakistani youth group for conservatism for America. You know, I'm a big fan. You really uh, motivate us. You know, because seeing a colored man like you uh, really motivates us to uh, push ourselves. You know, out here in America, because you know about that racism and all that from the Democrats. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. So, uh, like, I have a question for you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hillary Clinton and her racism against uh, the Pakistani youth of America? Because um, She's been uh, she's been pushing the agenda of uh, Pakistan as a radical, racist country and uh, threatening to America's safety. But you know, I honestly think uh, think to differ. You know, because we we really want to like you know progress and become a part of American society. You feel me? Okay. Now I've not heard her say anything about that, so I don't really have 
a comment on it, I have to look into it to see what's really going on. So when did she say that? Uh, she said that just like a few days ago. I think around, uh, what's today? What's today? Thursday? So around like Wednesday or Thursday. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I've not heard that one. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of Pakistani people haven't taken like offense to this, you know. It's honestly like despicable because didn't she want to run for president and now she's saying all this about about be proud Americans, you know? Like, I may be ethnically Pakistani and, you know, proud Muslim, but, you know, I'm still American, you know? Hey, it's all good. If you're an American, you're a citizen. Are you, you're you a citizen, right? Yeah, I'm a citizen, of course. So it's all, it's all that matters. Yeah. Well, you know, that's all I want to say. So thank you very much, bro. My name's Jerry Sharver. So I hope to see you, like, if you're ever doing a meeting or something, like a meetup, you know, I hope to see you there. Like, Really big fan, bro. Thank you very much. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. All righty. But yeah, I've not heard that one. It could have been somebody that was just, you know, trying to make up something, get me to, you know. But, you know, my thing is I never, I'll never say that I know something if I don't know it. I'm always say I, I don't really know. I don't, I've not heard that. I'm an honest person. But shout out to the person. If they, if they were genuine, it's all good. Let's get to the next call, and we're going to do Nico. What's happening? Oh, hi, Anthony. How have you been? Everything's been good, man. About yourself? It's been, it's been a long time. Uh, I've just been through hell and back, but that's probably for another story, Anthony. The reason why I'm calling because is because of the topic you talked about. There was something that really crossed my mind a lot a lot lately ever since I came across you talking about Sesame Street and about putting what to put in kids shows and that and what to show to kids and that sort of stuff yeah that, that whole thing was crazy I mean but Sesame Street's kind of been going down this road for a long time and it's, it's really unfortunate well, well I wanted to say something Anthony there was something about that I really thought there's always this ongoing debate about what to show for kids and that sort of stuff and based on the 90s and the early 2000s, at least you're in the 90s, and I, but I grew up in the early 2000s, and we saw a lot of stuff that maybe when we look back on the stuff that you and I both grew up on, that we see a lot of stuff that would probably be, maybe this is more questionable to show for kids. Take this, for example, Batman, the animated series, for example, you probably watched that as a kid, and there was a lot of stuff that was pretty adult and to a part really disturbing in a sort of way. Right. Or or maybe, or stuff such as Goosebumps or Curse the Cowardly Dog or or even, um, or, well, you know, that, that sort of stuff, for example. Because this one story, because I used to read Goosebumps as a kid, right? And even though it's supposed to be quote-unquote light-hearted Stephen King, because Arl Stein, the, a.k.a. the author who was supposed to be um, the Stephen King for kids, this one story I remember that really, really scared me as a kid was one called Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Um, Google, you can Google the book to look up what the cover looks like, but the way how the story goes, which really scared me as a kid, was this piano teacher lures children and he murders children and slices off their hands so he could and so he could merge them with computer technology wow <laughs> yo that's 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 a that's a deep crazy story 
I know, and this is the stuff that was marketed towards kids, Anthony. Now, I'll tell you what, I had a whole bunch of these Goosebumps books, like when I was a kid, I had, I had a big collection of them, and I had the R.L. Stein Fear Street stuff too when I got, when I was like right around that same age. And sure. yeah, sometimes you couldn't really tell which, which was for kids and which one was for like like teenagers or whatever, because, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it just kind of weird. But yeah, you have, you have a good point, because some sometimes it's kind of hard to tell what's for kids and what's appropriate. But I know one mm -hmm. thing. I know one thing that really shouldn't be up for debate, and that's um, you know, if you have a man like transgender or cross dressing, that's for adults. Period. Yeah, but I'm there's always this question, Anthony. Say back to Batman the animated series, where even though it was rated for kids, there was there's a lot of material that's probably a lot more disturbing as an adult, such as they even portrayed domestic violence, and I think they've even portrayed human trafficking in one of them i don't really sure really and it's in this is a kid show we're talking about and the same thing with um how do i say um courage the cowardly dog i'm sure you have you you've heard of that i'm sure you well know that joke right i've heard of it yes where 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 there was a lot of because you know that it's a horror cartoon and therefore they showed a lot of disturbing stuff even the stuff that wasn't based on horror but there was one cartoon review i saw where they portrayed one about misandry implications of misandry and prostitution and also domestic abuse in one cursed cowardly dog episode oh wow so, but i'm just saying this anthony about this ongoing debate how do you feel if how do you feel about your kids watching this stuff anthony because to me basically never mind the transgender stuff but of this ongoing debate i really kind of think it would be more of a double-edged sword if you know what i mean well, ex explain. Well, sometimes there, sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes we don't understand the stuff that's going on as kids, but sometimes we're exposed to these harsh realities that this is something we might inevitably come across when we get older. You kind of know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, but I tell you one thing. Sometimes it's kind of hard to tell what kids understand and what they don't when when, it, when they're seeing a thing because. There's been some things that I saw when I was a kid that I rewatch now, and it looks totally different. I start to understand mm -hmm. things that I did not understand back then. It could have been something that was done. I just totally missed. I, I missed a reference or kind of an adult joke that was said because I don't understand it because I'm a little kid. So sometimes it, it's just kind of hard to tell. I think the main thing should be the parents being able to judge what their children are like and what they understand and where they are with, with their development and give them the programming that's best for them or limit their programming or totally cut off their programming and have it be more about interaction between the parents and the kids and the kids and their friends. Because even the same thing, because animation is not just for kids, it's also an art. Because I also, I know this is another show from the 90s. Have you ever a show called Beast Wars, a Transformer series? Yes. There was this one episode, because I was a toddler when I saw that show, and basically it was all just animals just fighting each other but there was this one episode there was this one character arc that was treated like a Shakespearean tragedy basically mm. Hamlet Hamlet okay wow that, that's Hello? pretty deep that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty yeah, deep yeah but I mean kids are not going to understand Hamlet but when you rewatch that stuff when you get older you realize how artistic these cartoons could they, they turn out to be that's right all right. And one more thing I wanted to say, Anthony. I'm just going to say this in a more light 
lighthearted way, Anthony, before I go, because other than this, before I, I just want to end this topic here that how would you, um, with the emojis, I just want to, I just want to say the more light humor side, you know, the tuxedo emoji, right? Yeah. You know, the one with the long hair, you know what that reminds me of, Anthony, the long haired one? What does it remind you of? Me and me when I went to junior at my junior prom. <laughs> That's funny. And the ninja, and the ninja. I know this. I know I'm probably giving ideas here, but the ninja reminds is probably an idea of Sub Zero when he goes gender neutral. <laughs> but that's probably all I got to say, Anthony. All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. All right. See ya. Thank you to my man Nico for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to put this on the screen so you can see what he's talking about. If you've not seen that particular video I did about the um, new woke emojis. These these emojis, by the way, will be on your phone if they're not already. They will be pretty soon. If they make it, which they probably will. These come, these come from the Unicord, Unicode part of me, consortium. And every time they put out emojis, they pretty much always go to your phone. Let's check it out right here. So you have a tuxedo emoji. Now, normally, it would be this fellow over here, okay? That'd be pretty much what it is. He's male with a tuxedo. But you have this chap right here. Now, is that a man? Is that a woman? This is a gender-inclusive person. Let's look over here. You have a woman wearing a tuxedo. Now, this is meant to be part of a greater thing with a, like, it's supposed, supposed to be like a, a husband and a bride, you understand? So there's a pairing emoji with the man wearing a wedding dress and also the gender neutral person wearing a wedding dress. So it says right here, new options for woman or gender inclusive person, whatever that is. That's this chat right there looking like a little boy, you know what I mean? So woman, gender inclusive, and man, that's what's happening right now with the woke emojis. But let's go ahead and get to the next call. And that'll be Six three one, you're on the line. My speaker to person, whatever that is. Six three one. Oh, hey Anthony. How's it going? Thank you for uh, taking my call. I uh, wanted to ask you about the election. So, uh, pardon me if you've answered these questions already, but uh, what do you think happens if Sanders wins Iowa, blows out Biden in New Hampshire? How how quickly do you think the DNC throws its weight behind Bloomberg and possibly? tosses Biden to the side? Oh, that's a good question. Um, if that happens, then they have no choice but to do it. Like, wh whoever they must get behind, they will be behind at a certain point. They want right now Biden, but if it comes down to it, they'll support whoever they have to support. You know, that, that's, that'd that be pretty much how that is. It's the same thing they did. Um, well, it, it, they, they, they would have done that if Bernie Sanders got a nomination in 2016. You know, I think they wanted Hillary Clinton in 2008, but Obama came out of nowhere and then he was able to just take a bunch of steam and they said, okay, let's get by him and just make him be the president, you know, be the first black president. It'd be great diversity, all this, that, and the third. So whoever they need to get behind, they will, if their plan fails. Yeah, that's, that's right. In 2008, everybody thought it was going to be Hillary. Obama had a good ground game. And uh, 
a couple days before the election, Bill Clinton was on Charlie Rose, and they said, oh, so you're out here trying to talk down what's going to happen when Hillary loses. And he goes, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. But they knew from polling internally that Obama was going to blow her out in, in Iowa, and then she had to regroup and figure out what she was doing wrong. And by then, it was already too late. That's right. But uh, I'm looking at the uh, on Real Clear Politics, and if you look at Iowa right now, Sanders is ahead by a little bit, by like three and a half points. And then if you look at New Hampshire, he's he's way ahead of Biden by about 10 points. Looks like he's going to blow him out there. So, you know, then you say to yourself, okay, you know, Biden might be doing well in places like South Carolina and Nevada, but once the media says to themselves, oh my God, Sanders blew him out, Biden's in trouble, and he has a big perception problem, and it doesn't look like the, you know anybody likes Pocahontas, so <laughs> the next the next player up is Bloomberg because he's he's edged out Buttigieg, and then you say okay, Sanders has I'm sorry uh, Bloomberg has a ton of money, he's pumping up the DNC, so then what happens to Biden? Does he get edged out like Clinton did? And uh, it might end up being Sanders versus Bloomberg potentially. Yeah, I mean that that, that definitely um, they definitely could happen. Now, if it's Sanders versus Bloomberg, who do you think is able to succeed in that? I think it'd probably be Bernie. Do you, do you agree? Well, I'm looking here on the uh, Real Clear Politics because I see I just wanted to see what California California right now has Sanders at 25.8 and has Bloomberg at 4.3. Yeah, yeah. So. That's for uh, that's a Super Tuesday state, which means that Sanders is gonna be, you know, he could put, Sanders could walk away from Super Tuesday the big winner. If uh, if Biden really starts to get pushed down in the polls uh, as a way of momentum, uh, you know, by way of momentum, and uh, I don't know, it just seems like Sanders has a has a potential path to to uh, gathering a lot of delegates. And they thought that by taking Sanders off the campaign trail, by having him in the impeachment trial for, you know, a week or two weeks, that it was going to hurt Sanders and, and help Biden. But Sanders just keeps going up. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. And, but, you know, then, then the issue becomes, you know, what, what are Sanders, you know, major flaws? Uh, we all know, you know, he's a socialist and everything, but Democrats require about 90% of the black vote in order to have a fighting chance at winning. And I don't think Sanders does particularly well with, with uh, black voters. Nah, he won't. He won't. Matter of fact, I have a story. Um, just an anecdote, but it, it kind of points to what you were saying. Um, my dad went to Roanoke, where he's from, Virginia, and he visited my aunt, his aunt. And this was the 2016, right around the time when uh, the primary was happening between Bernie and Hillary. And then dad asked my aunt, hey, who are you going to vote for, Bernie or Hillary? You vote for Bernie? And she was like, H, no, I'm not voting for Bernie. That crazy fool. I'm voting for Hillary. Now, my aunt is politically active. She's actually won in certain offices. I can't say what she's actually run for, but she's a Democrat through and through her whole life, 80-something years old. And people like in my family are like that. They are not going to vote for a guy like Bernie they look at him as crazy, a, a lunatic, a nut job. They're just not going to do it. And you'll see that same kind of pattern persist. So 
he won't do very well with the black community. He won't do very well, period, because his message is kind of far out there. Regular everyday people don't like the idea of their taxes being raised. Like he's he's talking he's talking about raising taxes on the middle class, people making like twenty thousand dollars a year getting taxes raised. So he won't do very well at all, and definitely not with the black community, not at all. Well, black people are not particularly thrilled about Bloomberg either, and no. uh, that's why Bloomberg started his his campaign with, you know, I apologize for this, I apologize for that. <laughs> and he's mostly pandering, and. Uh, the only the only candidate that seen on the Democrat side that seems to have gotten any traction with black voters is Biden, uh, because of his his association with Obama. Correct. Correct. And uh, it just seems like the Democrats are in a terrible mess. And uh, I also want to ask you: Do you think impeachment now? Because essentially, what what the, the strategy of the senators was um, get Republicans to reject witnesses in the impeachment trial so that they can complain that they didn't have witnesses uh, beyond the 17 in the House mm -hmm. uh, so they can complain about that the rest of the year. So are the American people going to, to, to do, are, are they going to say, boy, we're sick and tired of what the Democrats did and we're going to throw them out of control of the House and uh, re reward the Republicans or at least punish the Democrats? Or are they going to fall for this uh, uh, pretext that the Democrats caused? And uh, is it going to harm the Republicans? Because the, the media is definitely on the side of the Democrats. So I don't really know how that's going to play out. I think what's going to happen is people are going to be disappointed that the Democrats that ran on impeaching Donald Trump were not successful. Because people like uh, Maxine Waters, Rashida Tlaib, many others, from the very beginning, we're going to impeach him, we're going to get him out. This is in 2017, they're saying this. Uh, Rashida Tlaib said that when she won in 2018. So, I mean, they ran on it. They keep talking about it. They said, we're confident. We're going to get it done. We're going to do it. They go through all of that, spend a bunch of money, and don't even get it done. So people are not going to be liking that too much. And also, people are not going to like how they spend a bunch of time and money and resources that could have been dedicated towards their particular communities on a thing that didn't even actually pan out. So... I think it'll hurt them more than anything. They'll always complain about the president. It'll always be something. First it was Russia, then it was Ukraine, now it was witnesses. It's always something, so that won't really add to the complaining um, collection. It'll just be kind of a continuation. So I think they'll actually lose points because they were not successful. They won't gain anything from doing the complaining because they've been complaining the whole time. And what about the wall? Do you think the fact that there hasn't been that much new wall built be a problem for Trump? Because in 2015 and 16, he's going around the country, people are chanting, build that wall, or build the wall, and he's replaced a lot of, of pre-existing wall. He hasn't built that much new wall. I just wonder how much is going to be completed by the time of the election, and does that make it bad for him? Because people wanted it, and it's still not here. Well, I mean, I think people understand that it's not going to be like an overnight thing. And they also understand the fact that there has been a lot of blocking from the Democrats being able to get the wall funded. There's been this whole, it's been court battles. Uh, we're trying to get money from here, money from there. Uh, they're trying to block this, block that. Federal judges, all the set in the third. So they understand that it's not going to be easy just to, you know, go down there, build the wall, and have that be that. There's all kind of hoops you got to jump through to be able to even start. So I think people understand that. 
and they're willing to vote again to see the actual process be completed in four more years. But I got to get to some more calls. So thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you for talking to me. Talk again soon. Take care. Take care. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. 720, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes. Uh, you, are you still live? I'm live right now. Uh, right turn now. speakers on uh, the background for me, please. Okay. Can you hear me well? I hear you well. Okay. Well, I'm, I still hear myself in the background. Can you turn that down for me? Like, turn, turn it off in the background? Is it better? All right, go for it. Uh, my name is Thomas Jones. Um, tell you a little story um, regarding health care for all thing, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't understand why people can't seem to understand that it's a personal responsibility to take care of your own health care, that it shouldn't be put on the backs of everybody else. What would you say about that? Well, I'm with you 100%. You know, I, I think that the only exception would be if you have, like, a serious disability, like if you are a person that has a if – you, if you're elderly and you can't move around, you know, maybe there should be something in place for you. But if you're an able-bodied person and you're just kind of like a bump on the log, you need to take care of yourself, all right? People that can't take care of themselves, like physically can't move, people that need constant hospital care, that's a whole different story. But regular people, most people, no. That should be their responsibility, not society's. So I'll tell you a little story real fast. I don't want to keep it too long, but um, my mom passed away a couple of months ago. Um, Sorry to hear that. My dad and I, uh, you know, I'm African-American. My dad and I had a, had a little conversation or kind of got into a big argument. But he couldn't understand why I support our president. He can't support it. You know, can't understand why I'm, I'm against uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. And I'm trying to explain to him, you know, I understand, you know, what he wanted to blame, you know, the repeal of the Affordable Care Act, uh, blame that on, on my mom's past, just past with cancer. Um, but he, but in the conversation having with him, I was trying to explain to him that, yes, it's unfortunate that, that mom passed away, but that is not the responsibility of every other American, right? Right. And mom, you know, she doesn't always take the best care of herself all the time, you know? I mean, there are times when she, I, I used to tell her, hey, you should work out, mom, work, work out more often. Get out the house, do more things, you know. But that is not the rest of American America's responsibility, and it's not for the government to go force other Americans to subsidize somebody else's health care. That is a personal responsibility, you know. And I can't understand why people can't can't understand that. And then if you look more deeper into it, you start realizing where, you know, healthcare officials, health um, healthcare professionals are, are, you know, sometimes they're stealing from Medicare and Medicaid. Oh yeah. Like this is this is this this it's just. It's designed. Uh, uh, it's designed to, to put people in the in the dark, and when you don't know about something, you, you end up voting for people who who claim to know about it when they just make things nine, ten times worse. But like I said, well, it's not the America. It's not people's responsibility, or it's not the government's responsibility to force others to pay for, you know, something that's a personal responsibility. And if we would go back to a, a system where we would pay for and take care of our own health care. You know, if you were responsible in healthcare, prices would drop down and people would be more, more competitive. What, 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 you got someone to say about that? No, I agree with you 100%. When, when the government's involved, the prices do go up. This is the same thing that happened with, 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 um, with healthcare, obviously, but also with the um, education industry. Um, yeah. I, got, I got a call a while ago, probably about a week or two ago, and someone was telling me what they paid for college back in like the 70s. They paid like, like $500 for a semester yeah. at, at a university, like a, at a big yeah. college. 
but mm-hmm. the prices have skyrocketed because the government has gotten involved. That's the only reason why the prices are so high. Because when the government's involved, they know they could charge whatever they want to charge because it'd be paid for essentially by the taxpayer. The government yeah. will, will fund it, and then we gotta pay these companies that the government sets up, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, whatever it was back then. And that's kind of how the prices have gotten so high. Same thing with healthcare. Yeah. These, these things rise the more you put the government into it, take the government away and allow us to just save our own money and do what we're gonna do and set things up for ourselves, take care of ourselves, the price of healthcare will go down dramatically. I lived in Europe for a couple of years. You know, when I got there, I was kind of excited to hear about the healthcare system. You know, Bernie Sanders always talked the Nordic system and things of that nature. But then they started asking some deep questions like, like, you, you know, uh, uh, how long did you spend t- in, in the emergency room? Or how, you know, how, tell me the process. And, you know, you find things out if you dig deep and you start realizing that this kind of system infringes upon freedom, infringes upon liberty, takes away people's uh, personal responsibility, but also infringes upon, like, health, uh, um, uh, employers. It, it puts a burden on employers, a big burden on employers. You know, it's a lot of things that people don't understand. The healthcare system across Europe is not efficient. It's not effective. It doesn't work the way these politicians tout to the way they they tout that it works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Right. That is right. It, it does not. It simply does not. People think that it, it it may. They may look at it on paper, but not actually go over there and see what's really going on. Because they just I mean, want it to be true. They they want things to be a certain way, so they just ignore the reality of the situation. I mean, people are forking over forty percent of their income, you know, to the government so they can pay for free college, free health care. I mean, if you were to start a business over there in Europe and you start, you know, save off your money, you decide you want to start your own restaurant, you know, and the government says, Oh, we want to tax you so you can pay for someone else's college. You don't even need college, you start your business without college. Okay? But but now you're gonna tax this guy to pay for somebody else's college. And, 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 and as an employer, as a business owner, you get taxed even more. But like I tell people, man, you keep believing that stuff you, if you want to, and you're gonna find something in the world of hurt. That's so, right. Anyway, I just wanted to want to air my opinion about that. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your your channel. It's good to see a, a fellow Black American who understands history, understands economic history, understands the political history of the United States, and knows what the truth is and expressing the truth. We appreciate it. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Great call. F- fantastic call. I can't say any better than myself, but let me get to the next call here. All right, let's go. I-, I had it right there. Hold on. I'm going to try to get back to that caller in a minute. Let's go this. All right, 216 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is uh, Frank from Cleveland, Ohio. All righty, Frank. What's going on? What's good, ABL? Um, I just got one thing to say. Um, because of this impeachment, uh, this false impeachment, I have a feeling because you know you can't put nothing past the uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be possibly a government shutdown? That's what I'm thinking. They might pull that stuff. Mm. That's possible. That that could happen. Yeah, I mean, that, that, they they could try anything, anything, anything that they could do. They they might do so. Like you said, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put anything past them. They they could try to do that, but ultimately, everything they're gonna do is not gonna work. Like government shutdown, or they could protest, they can whine, they can cry. It's not gonna overturn the election. What's gonna happen is they're gonna run their candidate against Trump. They're gonna lose, and that's gonna be it. 
they may try to like muddy up the waters or delay the inevitable, but at the end of the day, it won't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never can trust them. Another thing, I I, I think that they're going to do, which is which is a crime. I wouldn't be surprised because you hear it from the Hollywood left anyway, like from the um, from the comedians or whatever. How they be making like these fake death threats, you know, against the president. I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, somebody in government, you know, like a senator. Or, or a politician from the left um, make some type of assassination attempt against the president. I think that's going to be the next move. Like, I definitely fear that coming up between either now or after the election. But that's all I wanted to say, man. I love your show, man. Have a good one. Hey, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, shout out to the caller. Hey, you know, anything is possible. I don't put nothing past anybody. If people are getting crazy, there was some kind of protest in New York. Did you guys see that with Antifa talking about they want to pay the two seventy five for the the um the train fare? It's like, sir, ma'am, whatever. If you don't have two seventy five, you can't afford that. Then you might be on the streets smoking crack. You might want to get rid of your drug addiction and then tighten up, figure out a way to do it. Go live somewhere else where you don't have that kind of problem, or just pay the money. Don't be. I'm in a upon society. Don't do that. Just be somebody that does right. That's, that's all that there is to it. Two five six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Two five six. Caller. Hey, how you doing? All right. Who am I speaking to? This is Glenn. How you tonight, ABL? Everything is good, man. What's going on? I just wanted to thank you and tell you what a marvelous job you did on the RT thing about reparations with that sister. That I appreciate was fantastic. it. Fantastic. Appreciate it. That was so so good. You really held your goal. I don't believe it. Thank you very much. Oh, it was all good, man. You're how'd just doing get, my job. How'd they get a hold of you? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to call in. I appreciate it. Have a good night, brother. All right. Same to you. All righty, shout out to the caller. All righty, and thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Now, the, the call was all good. I, I see you, little drummer girl. Now, the call was all good. I got kind of worried there for a minute. I was going to be like, uh-uh, don't, don't need to hang up, but now nah, it was all good. All right, shout out to the Super Chatter. Shout out to Mandatory Carry, who says that work can't stay and play, but hashtag keep fighting. False impeachment, question mark. <laughs> With the other one, the upside down question mark both barrels I approve smiley face thank you for your donation I most certainly appreciate you thank you to Brian Nolan who says if you love what ABL is doing tip him if you don't like what ABL is doing don't tip hey there you go thank you for your donation and your very informative words I definitely appreciate you thank you to Kim Bone who says can Ilhan Omar say just one good thing about the country that saved her that's a very good point because let's not forget Ilhan Omar is an actual legitimate refugee from Somalia and then she went to Kenya for four years lived in the refugee camp and then got saved by a Lutheran organization ironically enough and brought over here to the USA to live in the best country on planet earth so she should be thankful for that rather than trying to attack us every five minutes but thank you for your donation I definitely appreciate you shout out to 
Fred Hasten, who says, question everything. Good to see you. Great work, Anthony. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Fred Cares, who says, thanks for all your work, sir. We thank you for your donation. Shout out to Ansel, who says, this donation has been deducted from Michelle A's alimony check. Hilarious. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Pineapple Adamus, who says, this, California has 11 days to vote on in 2020, just FYI. Alrighty. Thank you for that. Shout out to Z-Ranks who says the virus has HIV insertions, not inserted. That was from earlier talking about that whole thing. And shout out to Joshua who says Trump Super Bowl ads are on tomorrow. Yeah, Super Bowl ads for Trump, they will be on tomorrow. So that's going to be good. Shout out to Liz R who says thank you for your videos. Hey, thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Let's get to the next call. And let's go. 631, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Uh, is this the Anthony Brian Logan um, phone number? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey. Uh, I'm, is this Anthony? You're speaking to me right now. What's going on? Uh, sorry, man. My, my, my YouTube is all up. Um, yeah, I just want to, I'm a big fan, by the way. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a quick question about the uh, the, the primaries for the Democrats. Um I wanted to know if, if you think that Michael Bloomberg is taking away votes from Joe Biden. Um, I know in the early states right now, Joe Biden is pretty much neck and neck with Bernie Sanders. Do you think if Michael Bloomberg, if, if he wasn't running, then he would be giving uh, Biden a clear edge? And, and now, uh, now that Michael Bloomberg is running, Sanders might have, have a more viable shot at getting the nomination? Oh, well, he's definitely taking some votes away from Joe Biden. Definitely, 100%. And the reason why is because he's spending money. He's spending a bunch of money and making himself kind of... Uh, he, he's kind of like feeling that Joe Biden type of... It's like, if you don't like Joe Biden, you think he's gross or whatever, you didn't like Obama, or you just don't like him personally, then an alternative would be Bloomberg, not Bernie Sanders, because that's a whole different kind of person. But... Bloomberg is like hitting on all of the points that Joe Biden is hitting on. They kind of are similar in their approach. So yeah, he's yeah. definitely doing that. And I think that, that that could be an issue for Joe Biden right now in a primary and the Democratic Party. I don't know what they're going to do about that because Bloomberg is spending that money like his own out of his pocket. They can say, okay, no donors for you, but he has his own money. So what are you really going to do? He He is the donor. So they may try to do some other things to rectify the situation, but I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Okay. Also, I wanted to know uh, where you got your hat, the We the People hat. I, I can't seem to find it online. Oh, th these are my hats. I, I make these. They, like, if you check in my description box under this video, they're right there. It's on my merch store. Matter of fact, oh. there, sh there should be like a carousel of items under my video, and you can just click one of them and then go to the store, or the hat itself should be there. Either it's going to be right there oh, in the okay. carousel or in the description box. Go to the merch store. It's right there. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. Have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Shout out to the caller. And yeah, if you want one of these We The People hats, if you want one of these nice and snazzy things, there's a link in the description box. Also, if you want that flag right there, I sold those too. These, these are on uh, an affiliate's website. So check them out. Great people. Tell them I sent you. Matter of fact, uh, my man who does the flags, he said that's like the, the top selling flag over there. So, yeah, he's a great guy. These are written, uh, made by hand in America, of course. So, yeah, these are also made in America. 
The hat itself, I don't know. It might be somewhere else, but it's it's embroidered here. But this right here, that's that's all USA. USA wood, USA carpenter, shipped here in the US. So yeah. Let me get to the next call. Seven zero eight, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Hey Bill, how you doing, buddy? Everything's well. Who am I speaking to? Uh David. Alrighty, David, what's going on? Uh, so I want, I want to know what, there, what the, the truth there was to uh, – it, it, not a lot of the reporting going on about it, but in the Peachman case where there was an 18th witness, but yet they didn't talk about it in the Senate trial, but there's a transcript out there that didn't get released. Is there any truth to that? I've not seen anything about that, so I have no clue. Well, is that, Fox Fox News was reporting it, but it, it had something to do with the, the, the whistleblower. It was something that uh, Schiff was trying to – Adam Schiff was trying to protect, so – I didn't find anything out there, so that's where I call in. And then the, the other question I have is um, uh, the Collins, uh, Collins from Maine. Susan Collins, I do believe is her name. Yeah. Um, it, the truth to her, uh, you know, kind of like saving face this time around, they allowed her to save face since they knew they had to vote uh, because she's in a tough race. Was it something like to protect her where they allowed her to vote against the witnesses, to vote for witnesses? Well, I don't know anything about that either. I've not, I've not seen this, actually. Oh wow, I, yeah. I I got you on two, huh? You, you got me. You got me on two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess I got to do some more digging. But the, I know the one was on Fox News uh, uh, with uh, the 18th witness, and they weren't talking about in the Senate trial. So I guess I got to do some more digging on that. I thought maybe you might have known on that one, but okay. All right. Yeah. All, all I know I was that all, all I know was that Rand Paul tried to say something about the person that they think could be the whistleblower. He, he tried to he tried to get a question read and uh, Justice Roberts did not allow it to be read. They, they they said they don't know who the whistleblower is, but he would not read the question. So if he wouldn't read the question, then the the the, the question I have is why wouldn't you read it if the guy in the question you don't know? So I don't know. We'll we'll see more about this pretty soon, I suppose. All right, I right. appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. You guys on the Jordan number to call is 434-658-1220. you on the line. Who am I speaking to? 215. Hey, bro. What, what's going on? Who am I speaking to? Caller, are you, are you watching the stream or are you listening to me on the phone? No, I'm watching. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. I paused it. But, All righty. Uh, this is Mike. All righty, man. What's going on? Okay, I have a question that kind of like nobody's, uh, you know, raising. The uh, the after Trump, like four more years, what what do you think would happen after Trump? Because we uh, kind of like don't have a ever president that sticks up for the people except Trump. My worry is when. When Trump is over, then, then what? You know who's going to get into to be able to, to to take care of this country? Well, I mean that's a good question. I think what has to happen first is that we got to keep the energy going. Like those of us that actually vote, we can't just let the energy die when Trump has to leave office. We got to keep going, and I think the person that's going to run is going to be Trump Jr. He's already doing the rounds right now. He's going everywhere. He has a book, but 
when you are selling a book, you go to the View and Fox News. You don't go on a college tour speaking. He, he, he's he's going everywhere. He's doing everything that a person trying to become the president would do. He's not trying to say he's running for president right now because his dad's trying to run and get reelected. So he doesn't want to step on his toes. And I think right around 2022, we'll be talking about Donald Trump Jr. running. And I think that'll pretty much be what we do. Or it could be somebody from the Republican Party that, I mean, in, like people are, are in the party right now that could run. In 2016, there was a really good pool of candidates that could have been the president. I liked Ben yeah, Carson. I liked Ted Cruz. I like a lot of these people that were running back then. So I think we have a nice pool of people to be able to select from, Trump Jr. and others. But the main thing is going to be on us, the voters, to keep the same energy that we have for Trump for the next individual coming into the office. Yeah, compared to the, uh, the Democrats that want to take the country in uh, like uh, a place where it's going to be like Venezuela, and you know, because these people don't have any idea about how to stand in lines for bread, uh, eggs, everything you, you buy from the store nice and easy now. They'll be standing in line to beg for it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And people that have grown up in a society where that was not a thing they had to do, where they can just go to the corner store easily and buy food, they don't understand. They don't get it. And once they start to see something like that happen in America, then they regret their decision. But by that time, it would be too late. So you're absolutely right. Exactly be too late because I've been there and I've stood in, in bread lines. You know, I've been here in the country for 40 years, and I know exactly what they they asking for. They so, asking for this country to take the money from the rich and give it to the poor. Well, how about after they run out of money? Then what they would do? Now we so, all be in trouble. So when you had bread lines, where were you at at that point? In Egypt. Okay. For everything. Not just for bread. You got to, you know, the uh, fish, meat, everything. You got to stand in line for, and when they run out, you run out. If you didn't get some, too bad. You go home without anything. So you could be in line for a very long time trying to get some food to eat and then go home with nothing. Exactly. Wow. So most of these people here, they really don't appreciate this country. They don't because they they didn't know any better. But right. if they have any idea about what they're pushing for socialism, they have no clue what they're talking about. And I can't understand, like, Bernie Sanders and uh, Warren, is like millions of people, they, they're going to vote for them, but they have no clue what they want to turn the country into. That's right. Uh, anyway, I was just, you know, really worried about what's going to happen if one of these morons get in. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's up to us as people to really understand that point and also to hammer home the point that once you turn into a socialist country, communist country or whatever, life as you know it will never be the same and you're not going to like the results. The people coming out here talking about, oh, we got to have you know, free this, free that, they they are not doing the right thing for you. That must be the message going forward. So I agree with you 100%.
It'd be too late. It'd be too late. Yes, exactly. All right, man. Nice talking to you. Thank you for the call. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Yeah. You're sending them lines and you're trying to wait for a, a, a piece of fish, a piece of bread. And once you, if, if you can't get it, you can't get it, then what are you going to do? How are you going to be able to eat? We take things in America that we have for granted, things that weren't even available 100 years ago, going to the grocery store, just being able to pick up whatever you want, going to the corner store, being able just to get food, however kind of way you want, you know? It just didn't have these things. We did not have these things in the past. But let me get to the next call. 702, you're in the line. I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL, it's Robert in Vegas. All righty, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. I was just calling about that last caller. Yeah, I have a buddy that was in the Soviet Army when I was in the U.S. military. So we were actually facing down each other. He lives here now. And if he hears anyone talking bad about the U.S., he just goes off on them. Right. Yep. He's, it was just, he's, he's a great guy, but, man, yeah, you don't want to mess with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can appreciate the United States coming from, you know, the Soviet Union, seeing how that operated coming here. It's just like a, a world of difference. So, yeah, I, I'm glad he's able to appreciate this country for what it is. People like Ilhan Omar should appreciate the country as well, coming from Somalia, living in a refugee camp. She should appreciate where she's at, but hey, not everybody is a good person like your friend. That's true. Hey, um, I was watching uh, Liberty Doll the other day. Uh, don't get jealous. She's a lot cuter than you are. <laughs> but uh, you know. but uh, she had a re- one of the guys on her show had a really good uh, question, I was, but they never really answered it. And I was wondering what your take would be on it. Okay, well-regulated militia, and right to bear arms. No problem. Right. Well, okay. Well, if the militia, the militia is what? Anyone between the age of 16 and 45. Okay. That's, that's basically every, you know, everybody was in the militia because you had to get everyone mobilized to go take on whatever needed to be, to be taken on. Okay. Well, the militia is using their own weapons, right? Right. They, right? Okay. Well, how can you consider an army, um, like a military weapon illegally owned by a regular person if the militia is the one that uh, is carrying a, you know, is a regular citizen? So, you know, I, I'm... I don't know how to explain it. It's like, uh, okay. I, I see what you're saying. So, I mean, but the question has to be, what is a military weapon? Like, what are we talking right. about? Are we talking about 50 cal, a fully auto? Like, what are we saying? Well, that's the thing. If the militia is just your regular guy and you're, he's fighting with the weapons he has, what is a military weapon? Am it would I- be anything the civilian has, is a military weapon. But the civilian can basically own any weapon. Uh, in that case, because the civilian is the army. Well, that's, that's, that's a good point, but I think that, yeah. that there's also the part of well-regulated. What does that mean, well-regulated? Exactly. Uh, you know, it, that one is what kills me. I'm like, so 
I, I really, that's why I wanted to ask you your opinion on it because I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really think people should be owning fifth. Everyone should be owning fifth cows, but you know, a suppressor or something like that, or, you know, even an automatic uh, 22, those things are hella fun to uh, shoot. Mm. You burn through a lot of ammo, but you know, and, and the thing is, the Japanese use 22s as sniper rifles. So actually a 22 is a, is a weapon of war too. So that's why it, it's, it's, I was, I was really wondering what your take would be on that. Well, I think the whole thing about it being well regulated would just mean that if you're a civilian, you can't really own things that can't really be regulated, like a, a nuke. <laughs> you know, oh, most, yeah. you know, the military. You got nukes. You got fully autos. You know, armor piercing, like things that, if you were to like fire it, you might not only kill everybody within the immediate area, but also damage yourself. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I think uh, you know what what we have access to now. I think is appropriate. I think it's appropriate for what we got going oh, on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I. I, I agree. I mean, we got access to like here in Vegas, man. I'm, I'm in the. Uh, we have ranges set up for automatic weapons everywhere. So if you want to go shoot one, it's no problem at all. Yeah. But you know, it, I, I was just wondering what your take would be on that. But you know, it's just, it's a confusing one. If the militia is everybody. Shouldn't everybody be allowed to use the weapons? Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I think, as far as you know, if you got if you got people that are violent felons, known to be just hurting people, hurting themselves, that's one thing. Like somebody, right, right. somebody that got somebody, somebody that got locked up over and over, violent felon, guns, you know, yeah. uh, beating old ladies. Okay, a guy like that, nah, you, you're not you're not yeah. part of the of the militia. But a right. law-abiding citizen, that's a different story. Yeah, but. But that's the people they come after. Well, yeah, you know, law, law-abiding citizens, yeah, right. You know, laws aren't made for honest people, or aren't made for dishonest people. Yeah, that's right. Laws are made for honest people. Locks aren't made for dishonest people because they don't care. Right. But uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna, and I'll keep watching and have a great show. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Bye bye. All right, shout out to the caller. That was that was a, a good series of questions. Let me get to the next call here. All righty. All righty, call three one seven. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, how's it going, man? This is uh, Corey Roberts from Central Indiana. All righty, man. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot, my seven cities brother, but. Uh, can I ask you a question? If you don't mind. Go for it. What's going on with this Sesame Street stuff? Hey, man, you know, I think it's been kind of a steady decline over the years. They're getting into the SJW stuff, and they're, it's to the point now where you got these this, this man dressed as a woman. I'm not really sure what's going on on the show. And what? Yeah. This guy had on a, a tuxedo dress. He had like a tux on the top, but a full length dress on the bottom. 
This man, this man had on a tuxedo gown. It's like, sir, are you getting married or divorced? What's going on? I don't know what's happening. Anthony, you know, uh, uh, it's very apropos this comes up now. It's about 20 years ago, Dave Chappelle did a stay, his stand-up special. Uh, he did a stand-up special. It was fantastic. One of the best he's ever done. And uh, he did that skit about uh, Sesame Street. Where he had his uh he had his nephew or his nephew I think it was his cousin's nephew that he was watching, and um, turned on Sesame Street and he started doing all that stuff about the, the 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 count being the pimp, and you know everybody uh, treating the the grouch like a you know horribly, you know and stepping over him and all this other stuff. And I mean, it's very apropos that that comes up. Yeah, right. It's very apropos, but you know I, I guess it is what it is. Now, what do you uh, what do you personally? I, I think it's hilarious. Actually, I just kind of laugh at all this nonsense. Well, uh, what what do you think about the uh, the impeachment uh, shenanigans? Oh man, you want to talk about some shenanigans? We got some shenanigans going on. Yeah. Okay, what do you what do you think about what, what what's going on with that? What's what's your what's your, what's your thought process? Uh, my take on that is that it's just a way for people to uh, on the left to try and hurt the president and his chances to become reelected because they know you don't have another chance any other way it's just not going to work out the people that they have trying to run don't have a chance at all so all they can do is try to make trump look bad and it's it's not really working out too well so they're just getting kind of frustrated kind of kind of upset and once it's over which it will be over then it'll be the next thing first it was russia then it was ukraine now it's impeachment then it'll be something else they're talking about Eugene carroll she's gonna be the next person loaded up talking about i need your dna I have a dress with your DNA on it. It's like, look, ma'am, you you got to dress with the president's DNA on it from like 30 years ago. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> Monica, Monica Lewinsky 2.0. Like, seriously, like, cut it out. Stop. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of the wild stuff. You know, it's it's uh, it's usually the wild stories that create the most problems, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's the wild accusations. You know, the more wild the accusation gets, the more time it takes to decipher whether the accusations are accurate or not, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's really the truth of the matter. You know, I I went through it for four years on my own, and um, uh, through uh, false accusations, two two of them actually over a four year period. Wow. And um, I proved I proved that they were all false uh, through time, and th- that's pretty much what you have to do. Uh, just generally speaking, for the audience, anybody listening, when you have to go through uh, false accusations, especially egregious ones, is it, um. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to get um, what you need or what you want out of that situation really quickly. It's it's going to take time and action from the other person to prove that they're full of it. Yeah. You know, it's going to take patience. Um, and and that's really the truth, man. That's the truth of the matter. And and that's that's what the Democrats uh, really wanted. You know, as soon as um, you know, Trump was uh, elected, as soon as you know he won uh, in November of, of 2016. They, they knew what they were going to do. They knew they were going to delay, and, and the easiest way to delay is create an accusation. So once you create that accusation, then there's um, – that's if it's a it's – a, I guess an accusation has to be taken seriously. They look at that situation, and then it has, there has to be time to investigate that accusation. And when you talk about somebody with a stature of, say, like a president, it's going to take – they have to take their time. You have to take it seriously. But that's the problem with accusations, Anthony. Wouldn't you agree with that? Like, if, if you, if you, if I were to say, ABL 
is a rotten son of a bee. And he did this and he did that. And I went to the police and told them that. And, you know, what would happen in your situation? You think they would just drop my accusation in one day? Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation. But I think what should happen is there should be some evidence presented to have an accusation. Like, you, you shouldn't just be able to say, oh, X, Y, Z person did this. And then there's like... You, you're basically guilty and proven innocent. That shouldn't be what it is. If that's the way that it happens. That's not the way it works, ABO. Yeah. That's not the way it, where it works, brother. That's not the way it works. I'm, I'm a survivor of this of this nonsense. Right. Um, I, I'm somebody that lived through it. So that's not the way it works. All it takes is an accusation. The accusation itself, the reason why the accusation can go as far as it does, and when you're a president, I mean, it's um, a whole nother ball of wax. Um, but when you're, you know, just the average citizen, if you're just the average citizen, you're accused of doing something egregious that's not true. It takes years to get out, out from under it, because right. it, the it, it, the truth is, the really truth of the matter is, is that you have to prove your innocence, not the other way around. You you would think that it should. We all know it should be that way, and and what we state is, you know, you know, you have to prove my guilt. But really, in reality, that's not the way it works. You right. know, it's it's all you need is the accusation, and then you, you know you're kind of left with that. And and you know it is what it is. But you know you have to deal with it. You have to roll the punches, and that's exactly what the president's doing. You know what the funny thing is with, with Trump, and and the way he's rolling with everything. The the thing that makes him kind of bulletproof through all this stuff is it's pretty obvious. Um, I don't know if you would agree or not, but it seems like he doesn't give an f. Would you well, agree yeah, because with that? He, he knows yeah. at the end of the day that this 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 is all not going to actually. He, he knows what the end result is going to be. This whole impeachment thing, there's there's nothing to worry about or nothing to care about because he knows that it's going to end with him being acquitted. It, it's just it, so there's nothing to even really be concerned about, and, and he knows that they don't have anybody on that. Like er, everything that I know, everything that we know, he knows. But, hey man, this has been a great call. I got a lot of calls online, so thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Take care of yourself, man. All right, now. Shout out to the caller. The phone lines are blowing up. I'm going to try to get to you guys as soon as I can. Y'all, please just hang tight. 330, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey. This, oh, my goodness. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is Natalie. I'm calling from Ohio. All righty. How's everything going? Hey, everything's going wonderful. Hey, I just want to let you know that um, I enjoy your show. I watch it all the time. Been watching it for a long time, and that you know what is going. First of all, what's going on with this? In, I want to talk about the, the impeachment thing, the impeachment trial, or whatever it was. But that's over with. That's not even. Uh, that is so. It's so far gone. That is so far gone. You know, it, it is. It, it it's not even in in. It's not even in the um. It's not even in the realm of what we're what we're even looking at. It's it it is it's it's gone. It's dis disappearing. Everything is what they what they were doing. What they were trying to do. Is like they that that's over with. Yeah, it's it's done. 
And now and and then um the next thing I want to talk about is the um yeah. The uh the lady was talking about the coronavirus and that is like um so that is like yeah. What where um everybody is like my that's where everybody in my family is like really um uh, yeah, that that's where we're really like concerned about. So um, we just want to we just want to make sure that we're okay, you know. Right. Because uh, yeah, we just want to make sure that we're okay. People are like like when we uh where where we're at now. We're right in Ohio. People are like, I just went to the store the other day. People are like wearing masks and doing things because people are afraid. So I don't know what other people are doing, where you live at, but um, that's that's where we're at today. And, you know, um I don't know what people are doing. That you know, we're just we're just ordering our own masks, doing our own thing. So that's how it is. Um, and that's it. And we just love you, ABL. We love you here in Ohio. Just want to let you know that you just keep doing what you're doing. We're gonna keep supporting you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, Dan. Take care. All right now. All right. Shout out to the callers. I thank you all for being here. Let me get to the next call. Let's go. All right, Victor, what's happening? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Hang on real quick. Okay, cool. So, um, I'm no longer voting in the presidential election. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? No more black people. I mean, I I I try to hold strong for Kamala Harris and Cory Brooker, but they let me down, so I don't have any black people to vote for. Hey, you know that's, that's it's it's a shame. You know, it's 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 no it's no diversity. You know, we got the old white man to 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 vote for, and that's pretty much it. But hey, what what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I could um um vote for Biden. Because you know that popcorn story made me feel like he <laughs> he been he was with the black people, so may, maybe he has a black card right. with that. Maybe yeah, so. so. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, um, do you have you heard about the um, Maryland cop that's been charged of murder for um, killing uh, a, killing a suspect that was handcuffed in his uh, in his car? I saw that. Now that that was a black cop, right? Yes, exactly. That's one we get at because <laughs> the na- because it was all, all over national media, and all of a sudden you don't hear it anymore. Oh no! And I have to, yeah, I have to look him up. And there was a reason why they didn't even tell that. Uh, they didn't even give the name of the cop because if you hear uh, if you hear his name, you would know that that was a black cop. Well, like, do you, do you know his name? What, what was it? I think um, Michael Owens Jr. Okay, but I mean it's so for people who don't know, um, 
black fathers love to uh, name their name their son after themselves. Mm-hmm. So when you hear um, when you hear the junior uh, hear the junior, and then usually Owens, I hear uh, I hear Owens a lot in in the black uh, in the black community. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a chance it was a black person. Yep, and I, I saw <laughs> I saw that story right away, and then <clears throat> it might have been Phil from the advice show. He posted it, and then like it was like some kind of special thing. It's unfortunate whoever died died or whatever. I don't know the details, but it's like that's just black on black violence that's every day in the hood, and that's what the media said as well. Because right when they saw that, because let let it have been a white cop and the black suspect, oh, it'd be just like Charlottesville. You got a Klan member and a police force. It'd be just it, riots, protests, Black Lives Matter. But since it's the other way around, oh, let's let's totally bury this story, not talk about it ever again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, moving on, um, who are you going for for the um, in the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going for the Chiefs. No, well, I'm going for the 49ers because they have a lesbian coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the uh, like the woman coach is one thing, but why do you, why does it matter of who you sleep with? I thought that. Uh, I thought that gays would say that it doesn't matter what's going on in my bedroom. So why are you saying that? Oh, it's a lesbian coach that's coaching the NFL. Right. It's like what's like why why's it make a difference? Just put the best people out there to get the job done. How about that? Win the game. I ain't worried about what you do in your bedroom. That's your business. Yeah, exactly. And then um, there was a booking uh, a booking dot com commercial where I kind of felt emasculated because. Um, they have a woman that was uh, wanting to do this trip to propose to her boyfriend. Mm. Propose to her boyfriend. Wait, wait a minute, hold on. Let's let's back up. So she took him on a trip, or what? What happened? She's the one that. Uh, so in the commercial, she was the one that picked the trip, so mm. uh, to make it special, so she can propose. I mean, you might as well just put him in a tutu and a waiting dressing and the whole nine yards. Just get it over with right now. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm like, damn, man. I, after looking at that, looking at that, I'm like, man, I feel so emasculated. <laughs> like, okay, so I tell you the truth, the only time I didn't really feel emasculated, um, because I heard another story about a woman proposing to her boyfriend, mm-hmm. is when Lizzie uh, Lindsay Vaughn, uh, a professional skier, proposed. To her boyfriend, P. Subban. and reason why I didn't feel uh, emasculated because P. K. Subban, he's a black NHL player, very, very, very good NHL player, and will be a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, you never hear about a white woman proposed to a black man, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, uh, anyway, um. Now, with your Don Lemon um, story, that with his made-up apology and stuff, um, I think it was your video where he, uh, they talked about abortion and the uh, and a woman said that, well, that baby is not a person because it's part uh, it's part of the part of the woman woman body. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, come on now. For for one, it's a it has its own DNA, and in fact. They have uh, the. Uh, in fact, it has to produce a protein to tell uh, to tell the woman body not to attack it, 
Right. <laughs> so that goes, yeah. So that goes to show you that uh, it's not part of the, um, part of the um, woman body and stuff. So I mean, I don't know why. Uh, it's kind of funny because you want to go with science, but when science goes against you, that uh, you was like, oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I heard. And uh, speaking of the abortion, I heard. I heard a debate um, one time between a Catholic and an atheist where um, it got to the point where the atheist was, it recognized it's a, uh, it's a living being recognized the baby is a living being, but she goes to the point where she said, well, the embryo is not a person. And the problem, and the problem is, is that reason why she said that it's not a person is because, Oh, it doesn't have cognitive ability. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of a dangerous uh, way to go about it because if you're putting uh, stock on some type of bi- um, biological function, then what makes one bi- biological function important uh, more important than the other? Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good point. And then you know you have some people that you know uh, have some type of traumatic brain injury. They're not they don't have their uh, cognitive abilities, or you know they could be disabled. So it was like. Where do you draw the line as far yeah. as who's human and who's not human? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so, and the, and the Catholic person try to explain to them, well, is the, what, what makes a person a human is that they have, they have the capacity to be a human. And therefore, since the embryo has that capacity because it is developing, therefore, it's a, uh, it's a person. But she tried to change the de- uh, definition to, um, to make uh, to make it fit where animals are called a person uh, or called humans, right? So it's kind of it's it's one of these type of um, gymnastic backflips of trying to um, try to fit your definition, try to fit your view to make something um, legal. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right, got a call from my man Victor. Definitely appreciate him. The number to call is 434-658-1220. The lines are blowing up. I'm gonna try to get to everybody as soon as I can. Y'all just hang tight. All right, and did I get all the super chats? I think I did. Okay, let's go. Eight two eight on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. Yes. Who am I speaking to? This is Janie from North Carolina. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. About yourself. I'm doing good. I was just going to make a comment on a caller that called uh, like four or five callers ago when he uh, had said if you had heard anything about the 18th witness yes. that the Democrats talked to, there really was one. And they this witness was down in Skiff. And David Nunez was talking to Maria Bart- Bartiroma, and he was saying that was the one transcript that they didn't get. Oh, and okay. That yeah, that it had it been good for the Democrats, of course that transcript would have been released immediately and they talked about it. So it was about the whistleblower and the relationship that the whistleblower had to Adam Schiff and his staff. And so, you know, they're still trying to get that transcript out. And then I saw a picture last night of Adam Schiff with his daughter and the whistleblower. Mm. 
Eric CIA. Yes. Right. They were. That is Adam Schiff's. Accord, you know, according to this in the picture that I saw, it's Adam Schiff's daughter's boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. Now, whether that comes out to be true, I'm not sure. But I did see the picture. I saw it. Deception Bites was doing a whole thing about it. And um, so, uh, and then I heard somebody else say that, you know, they're getting a little tired that nothing's happening, that Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. Well, he's got such a big old swamp, you know, it'll just take a long time to clean that swamp. Yeah, but, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, an easy, it's not an easy task. It's not an easy thing to do. It's easier said than done. Yeah, I don't think he realized just how big the deep state was and how many people it actually consisted of. But I did see a thing where it said hundreds, hundreds of CEOs all over the nation have stepped down from their little cushy jobs um, for one reason or another. A lot of them are saying it's a sexual harassment suit in order to save face. Same way with the congressman that there's Congress on both sides, Democrat and Republicans, who are not going to uh, run for re-election. And that's their way of kind of sliding out without being exposed or, you know, just made, you know, made fun of or whatever. I, I'm trying to think of a word, but I can't think of it right off. But um, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. And that you do a great job. You really do. And I, I really do think that you would be a real, real good person to have in office doing something good because you are a good person and you're a truthful person. But that's all I got. All right. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you. And you have a great night. All right. Same to you. Uh, bye. All right. Great call. Great call. All right. Let me get to the next call. I'm seeing the call call a lot. I'm gonna try to get to you. So hang tight. I have like four like already stacked up. So I'm gonna try to get to all these calls. Just keep calling. I'm gonna try to get everybody. You guys on the Jordan number to call is 434-658-1220. Thank you all for being here. If you like what you've been hearing so far and you've not liked the video yet, please like the video. If you are a new viewer, please subscribe and click the bell. If you click the bell, you should get a notification when I go live or post a new video. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Hopefully it does for you. And also go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. There's a few good things on there. And that is pretty much what it is. All righty. So let's go. Nipping, what's going on? How are you? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Um, yeah. So... We finally, oh wait, oh, I'm listening to two headphones at once. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, one's out now. All right, so you, you, got, you guys are fi finally have exited the European Union. Yes, finally. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, many more will follow. So Germany, Italy, France, I hope you're listening. Yes. I think Italy will be next because they already have a Eurosceptic Prime Minister. Right. So, yeah, I actually think Italy will be the next to leave. 
Yeah, then Holland, then Holland. Even though their prime minister does not support the referendum, as sorry, even though their prime minister isn't a uh, what do you call it a Eurosceptic, but he wouldn't, but he would support what the people choose. Like say, if the people want out, he will accept that. If they want to stay, he will accept that too. Right. So yeah, we're finally out. Thank God. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's 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 going to be the next thing? Will, will anything change? Like what's going to be the result of leaving? Um, I think it'll have a domino effect, actually. Right. As far as as far as as far as uh, others leaving. I yeah, that's what I meant by domino effect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's it. We're out. And Sesame Street is indoctrinating children. Yeah. I never liked, to be honest, I never liked them in the first place. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I always preferred, um, well, when I was growing up, I always preferred Bear in the Big Blue House, Thomas and Friends, um, Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Okay. Yeah, those were the ones I preferred. Yeah, see, when I was a kid, this like when I was watching that, this was like in the eighties, so it was a little bit different back then, or probably much different back then. Yeah, and so so yeah, now cartoons are trying to indoctrinate our children. That's right. First it was Disney, now it's uh, cartoons in general, like. Mm. A black mermaid for a historically white mermaid, <laughs> if you get what I mean. Yeah, I understand. And I've already said this once, I'm going to say it again. If you want inclusivity, do not blackwash the character, give the character a black friend. Or how about this? How about create a new character? Yeah, that's what I meant. Create a new character, like like a whole a whole different character, a whole different plot line, not just as a, a, a add on. Just keep keep the story the way it is and do it well, and then create a whole different story with a whole different cast and see if that takes off. True, true, but that one also would work. A black friend, if they want to be inclusive. Uh huh. So yeah, like they did with the princess and the frog, completely separate. Right. So yeah, and apparently Tulsi Gabbard has now sued Hillary Clinton. Is that right? Well, she's trying to sue her because she's one. She's wanting to sue her for defamation for calling her a Russian asset. But the problem is that the process server cannot get Hillary Clinton the papers because you got a server like, hey, you've been served. Here's the papers that you've been served a lawsuit, but they can't get to her because she has protection of the Secret Service. They went to her house first and tried to give her the papers. And Secret Service said, nope, not going to be able to do that. Go to the lawyer. They go to the lawyer. He says, well, you can't sue me. I'm just a lawyer. So they're having a hard time serving her the papers. But she intends on suing her for defamation. So Hillary tried to sue Tulsi. No, no. Tulsi, it's the other way around. Tulsi wanted uh -oh. to sue Hillary. Yeah, do you think she'll win the lawsuit? I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't tell. She might not because of one reason. Aside from Hillary Clinton being Hillary Clinton and being very powerful, 
she did not say Tulsi Gabbard's name. It was implied. So that might be the defense. I didn't say her name. I wasn't talking about her. So that might be the defense. Was she the only female in the room apart from Hillary? Well, there was nobody in the room. This was like an interview where she was talking about the race. So no, none, no candidate was in the room at the time. She was talking about the race. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it might not. It may just be kind of a symbolic thing, but we'll see. So yeah, um, leftists over here are having an absolute meltdown. You know what? I'm enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> so are, are they really, really upset about this whole thing? Yep. Yep, and <laughs> it was predicted. It was predicted. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so yeah, the leftists are yeah not being democratic at all as they claim to be. Right, not at all. Not not in the least bit. Nope. So yeah, there's two. They want democracy. Well, you've got democracy. Uh, you, you got you it. You were the minority. The, the, the people have spoken, and they said they wanted to leave, so there you have it. Yeah. Even if it's by the slimmest majority, no, no recount. Mm -mm. Out means out. No recount, no do-over, none of that. Just go ahead and, and go. That's, that's what the and vote now, says. You got to go. And now the people in Scotland, like, like the SNP, um... They are now wanting another referendum to get out of the European... Sorry. Now, the, now Scotland, their SNP party, like, they really want to leave the UK so that they can get back into the EU. But the EU has already made it very clear that an independent Scotland will be the last of their priorities to get back into the EU. So yeah, good luck with that, Scotland. <laughs> You'll be in absolute crisis. A, you won't get into the EU, and B, yeah, look, the Scottish people voted no. Nothing's going to change that. There's going to be no... It was once-in-a-generation thing. But according, see... to, according to them, once-in-a-generation means... Once in a generation, if they win, I'm I'm sorry, no, that's not how it works. But see, Scotland is not a sovereign country, so how would they even do that? It's part of the United Kingdom, so how would they exactly. even? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But they have this whole thing that they they think, oh, we're one country. They just have this whole delusion that they think they're a separate country from us. Yeah, they're they're like, not. Like they're. Soccer, well, we call it football there, here, but you call it soccer. To the point that their soccer team does not sing God Save the Queen. Oh. While the England team does, the Northern Ireland team does, and I, I think the Welsh team does as well. They sing God Save the Queen. But Scotland, no, they're just deluding themselves. Wow. They call them, it. look, it might be a country... They might call it a country, but no, there's a difference between a country and a sovereign state. Scotland is a sovereign state. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. That's right. So, yeah. And who is this Rashida Taylor? 
Well, that's kind of a, a longer story. So I got. I'm gonna try to get one more call here. I'm gonna try to get one more call. Then I gotta wrap it up. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you about Rashida in the next time I come. Yeah. Next Saturday, after watching that video. There you go. So yeah, I shall see you on Saturday. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace. All righty. That's my man nipping over there in the United Kingdom. I know it was late at night for him. So shout out to him for being up late on the ABL live show. All right. I saw a caller trying to get in for a long time. I'm going to try to get them on. Uh, 712, if you want to try to call in, I'll try to get you on because you've been trying to call for a while. But I got to go ahead and wrap it up here pretty soon because we're at 11 p.m. almost Eastern time. And I like to be very punctual with my exit. So that'll pretty much be almost a wrap. If you were not able to get on this time, hey, call in next time. I'll try to get you on ASAP. Don't even worry about it. Alrighty. Let me see. Super chat. Should I get everybody? Thank you to uh Crush Groovin who says again A B E L Abel. ABO. I'm sorry, Mr. Great Show. Hey, thank you for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. It's all good. Don't even worry about it. You supporting. I appreciate you. Uh did I get everything? Yeah, I got I got everybody on super chat. I think I'm good to go. All right, there we go. 712, you in the line, my speaker too. Hello. Yes. Uh, Al from Iowa. How are we doing? Everything's good about yourself. Oh, better than I deserve. Hey, I uh, kind of want to ask a question here. On the impeachment trial, what is exactly supposed to be uh, uh, Judge Roberts' uh, job? I thought it was just to uh, read the questions. Not to decide on the questions. Uh, that's 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 what that I thought. Too. That's what I thought too. I, I mean, he's like the presiding officer. I'm not really sure what his powers are. I did not know he could just decline to read questions. I didn't know he was able to do that, but apparently he is. I, I didn't know. Like, I don't know where it says you can do that. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of. I way I understood it was that he was supposed to just be like the peace officer basically being there basically just to keep the peace and basically to um, uh, not make any uh, uh, judgments which he, I have to give him kudos on that because I know uh, Schumer asked him that there was a tie if he would uh, vote on that and he said basically no because I'm not the uh, I'm, a, I'm a judicial branch I am not the legislation branch and I was not voted, you know, so I would give him kudos on that. But my, like I said, for him just uh, basically, okay, I'm going to read certain questions, but other questions I'm not. I felt like, oh, I kind of think you're kind of stepping, you're overbound, your uh, uh, boundary there. So that, I was just kind of curious how that one worked, and I see that you have the same kind of question on that. Uh, you were talking, and you had a question there. Who do you think should run for the Democrats in 2024? Yeah. Or even right now, I think, actually, we ought to, uh, Mitt Romney ought to go over there on that side because that's where he belongs. <laughs> he's, so, he's already failed one time. I'm not sure it's going to be. And, and the thing about it is I don't think he'd be successful over there because he's already seen that as a Republican, and he already ran as a president, like, as a Republican. So I think that he'd be tainted by that. 
But he should go yeah. over there anyway just to, you know, become a senator or something on that side rather than on our side because he's not doing a very good job right now on our side. Well, yeah, I know. I, I'm kind of surprised Utah kind of like to be looking at this and saying, hey, we need to get rid of this guy. So, you know, being Utah, that's the only reason why he went to be Utah because he knew he could get elected there. So, and then uh, you notice that, let me see, CPAC, if I just read that just recently, CPAC basically don't want him to be in CPAC or don't want him to come to CPAC. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. They um disinvited him or they said he's not welcome there. Yeah, so they're sending a very clear message. Don't don't come here. Don't be there. We're about conservatives. We don't want a guy like you that's getting in the way. Because it's, it's really serious. You're talking about the impeachment, trying to, trying to remove a president. It's a really serious thing. So if you're kind of aiding and abetting that process, then why would you be welcome at a conservative event? So I'm glad they did that. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, me too. I mean, I was like, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know what? Maybe we ought to have him come in there because then you can say, get into his face a little bit and say, hey, why did you really vote this way? Is it because you want uh, 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 TV time or what? What is it, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, he, he just because he didn't get the, what was he going, what was he trying for? Wasn't he trying for, like, Secretary of State or something like that? I'm not exactly sure, but I think he was trying to get a job at a certain point in the administration rather than, you know, doing what he's doing right now, being the senator. Right. So he's got... He's got personal goals that he's trying to achieve here, so, which is, yeah, so, anyhow, I just wanted, I kind of was, like I said, the biggest thing was the impeachment thing that I kind of, I kind of, that kind of threw me for a loop for Judge Roberts on that, because I thought some of the questions that uh, Paul was, Senator Paul was bringing up was basically, you know what, there are some people that actually left the administration that went to, um, pencil neck or whatever uh, office and uh, okay all of a sudden they know about the whistleblower which we all know that Schiff knows who the whistleblower is come on we don't can't can't say you don't so but anyhow and then you talked about let me see here well I kind of I'm kind of short on time I'm sorry because I'm, I'm at the end of the show you bet you bet no problem there you take it have a good evening then I thank you for the call definitely appreciate you, you bye bye all right, shout out to the caller. I most certainly appreciate them. Thank you all for being here tonight. You're the best audience anywhere on YouTube in the whole wide world. Thank you all for joining. Shout out to the moderators for keeping the chat nice and clean. Uh, we got Michelle A, we got Ansel, we got Bill from the Hills, we got Zeland Zen, we got uh, uh, Killer Sushi, everybody. Shreves, I think, is in there. True Helper's in there. What's that? Zeland Zen, Ansel, all you guys. Thank you for doing Michelle A. Thank you all for doing what you're doing. I definitely appreciate you. Um, that's pretty much all I got for tonight I will see you guys live again on this coming Wednesday no matter of fact I'll see you guys again Tuesday I'll be streaming the State of the Union address and it's going to be something it's going to be out of this world like I said earlier I think that the left delayed the end of impeachment vote basically until Wednesday because on Tuesday there's the address from the president so they still want him to be formally under impeachment while he gives their address possibly as payback because Slick Willie did the same thing or had the same thing happen to him when he gave his State of the Union address while he was being impeached. So, you know, just kind of some real petty stuff from 20 years ago, whatever. But anyway, we're going to keep on rocking. I will be here Tuesday streaming that and then I'll be here Wednesday again as normal. And then, of course, on Saturday and then throughout the week, I'm posting videos on the channel pre-recorded 
if you're listening to this on the audio streaming platform, please like the video over there or the audio over there, pardon me, and share it as well. Here on YouTube, please like the video, share the video. And if you're not subscribed yet, please do so. Shout out to the new members of the channel. Shout out to the super chatters. Thank you to Chris Groovin, who says, stay real ABL, love all y'all. Love you right back. Shout out to the PayPal people, Patreon people, members, donors, watchers, viewers, sharers, lovers, haters. Thank you all for being here. But that'll be a wrap for me tonight. And I will see y'all again next time. So until then, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.